going to encourage all the peoples out there to go to HankStrange.com. Yes, while I'm waiting for someone to uh, confirm that we're here, I'm going to show you guys real quick who are watching how to go to HankStrange.com. It's real easy. Here's my phone. You go in there. You, can, you don't even have to type in the HankStrange.com. Just type in HankStrange, Google it. Then when it comes up in the Google machine, then you click on the, the .com right there. That will take, this is the mobile version. You can go here to the mobile version of the app. There's a menu. You can go to our email list if you need to right there. There's the email list. You can sign up on the email list. If you want to see uh, Lola's Deals is up there, you can go to Daily Deals, all that kind of stuff. That's how you do it. That's how you uh, support us. Lola's always throwing things, deals, and etc. up there. So that's how you do all that. I believe that we're feeding through. Um, let me let me drop the open here on everyone right now. And come Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. That's right. Make sure Lifestyle you guys subscribe, thumbs up, over. ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. So, Jeremy, you're a first-time guest here. We do jazz hands, my friend. No matter how macho you are, <laughs> jazz hands. Oh, look, he already knows. Jeremy knows about jazz hands. That's right. We're, we're gonna have I to, was briefed. Yeah, we're going to have to investigate him. <laughs> All right. Patrick, I didn't see you doing jazz hands. Don't, I did it. Do, no, don't even try to get away with it. We are live. I hope you guys have your real uh, tough, uh, I'm going to say, special formula of polymer panties on tonight. Because <laughs> it's on. We are live with a special guest, Jeremy, of X-Tech Tactical. Um, should, can I tell the people your whole name or are you like... Uh, under yeah, go for it. Yeah, Jeremy, no, I'm out there. Jeremy Deadman. Did I say, did I pronounce that right? Yep, Deadman, yep. Yep. See, when he first texted me, I was like, just not a real person. <laughs> somebody's trying somebody's trying to like send subliminal messages threaten me or whatever but yes we have jeremy that is indeed his name of x-tech tactical he's here he's in the house we also have babyface p here with us and um of babyface p incorporated associates worldwide <laughs> <Yeah>. international <laughs> the the yeah uh we should also have walter keller from SHF, Safety Harbor Firearms, joining us here at some point. Um, I think Walter's probably just getting ready right now. So we will, you know, we'll give him a couple of minutes before he comes on here. Shout out to everyone up there. Make sure you guys smash those thumbs, ring the bell, share the, the fact that this episode is on. Um, we still don't have our Facebook back. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about that later. Also, I want to shout out Harry's Holsters, the uh, sponsor of the show tonight. Maker of fine Kydex holsters. Thanks to Harrison over there for supporting the podcast, helping us be able to get on here, say whatever we have to say. Um, and I think that is it. I will dispense of the shout outs and go straight to Jeremy. What's up, man? How's everything going? Life's good, man. Life's good. We're, uh, you know, continuing on and, uh, kind of plotting our next round of fun AK mags, which is kind of something we've become known for is not only making great mags, but kind of putting smiles around the AK community spaces with uh, the rotting banana clip and the <laughs> banana clips and the fake lights. Uh, next up we have a call it Somalian patina. I think it's the name <laughs> we settle on. Um, oh, so it looked like it's been buried yeah, on coastal Africa for uh, about 50 years. So um, uh, now we're always doing something fun. So 
Okay, Somalian patina. I haven't seen that one yet. That's going to be interesting. Is it going to have a pirate flag? Because skull and crossbones, man, that's all you need to get me in. If I see yeah, skull I mean, and crossbones, I'm like, I'm in. I, I actually spent uh, about two hours this morning with a hydro dipper um, trying to figure out those more complicated, um, mm-hmm. more colors. You know, we, our goal is still to keep everything below $50. So, okay. you know, we want it to be something that, you know, perception is and the reality is to get one off yourself would cost more than and you get a free mag, right? If you went to a Cerafoot shop or a hydro guy. But anyway, that's that's a small niche of our company as a whole. Right. As you know, we make a lot of mag extenders and uh, and um, HK mags and AR grips and lasers. And um, but I would say the AK culture is definitely um, it's a blast, and it's kind of addictive to be a part of it. It's a lot of good people. Yeah. So let's start from the beginning here while we're waiting for Walter um, to to come in. Why don't you explain to the folks like. Um, you know, where's the company? What do you guys do exactly? I know you went over that briefly just now. Um, how did you get into this business? Absolutely. Um, so my personal story and my business partner story is a little different, I think, than most the industry. Um, you know, I, I try and lead a company as the most transparent uh, that, that there is, period. So um, my story actually circles back to um, having a couple patents filed and pending before I actually owned a firearm. Uh, and that was back in uh, 2012, 2013 timeframe. Um, so I was in uh, commercial real estate and development. It was kind of my second career, um, kind of right out of college. Um, and I ended up working in the injection molding space. And Ergo Grip was actually my first customer. Oh. Um, and it was a fun story how it all went down. Um, but you know, the owner of Ergo, Steve Hines, was just, he's kind of in a fun way known as, and it's true, the nicest guy in the gun industry. So. Um, you know, Steve was kind of a mentor to me, and eventually it ended up with a sit-down of him calling me something like the smartest idiot he ever met, <laughs> and uh, basically uh, encouraging me to stop handing him free ideas and, and start uh, patenting stuff, and he'd be glad to write me checks, and even gave him the name of his lawyer to talk to to make sure I, Ow. you know, followed the rules right. And uh, he is the nicest guy in the gun industry. Yeah. Steve, great guy, great guy. I mean, because a lot of guys will just totally say, "Hey, listen, just keep giving me your ideas, man." Yeah, free ideas. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Well, and there's, there's, you know, as I've learned, there's kind of, and there's, of course, there's a lot of guys in the middle and, and Hank, I know you get around the industry a lot. So, and Patrick, I'm sure you know enough folks, but you know, there's the side of the industry that goes, you know, nice to meet you. How can I help? You know, even if it's helping one of their competitors, it's like being friendly and working with them. And I definitely am very proud to be of that mindset. I think a lot of smaller companies can get further together than they can apart. Right. And with all the challenges related to marketing and reaching folks, even if you have a great product, in this space, you really have to team up. Hey, Walter, um, okay. welcome. Um, so there's that mindset, and Steve's definitely that. I mean, he introduced me on the manufacturing side to many companies that I'm still friendly with today and still do work with today. And mm-hmm. so my second hat, in addition to X-Tech now, relative to the firearms market, is I make many of the, as I call it, the upstairs at shots, uh, plastic parts, and help the design and develop. And X-Tech has been um, behind the scenes in a lot of uh, programs that to date we haven't been able to discuss. Um, mm-hmm. We are starting to negotiate in the next wave of products that we're, we're developing for other folks that we can start talking about now that we've proved ourselves. And, uh, you know, so with all that said, um, you know, I, I like to kind of be a champion for the small guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, my name has now, the reason my name's so kind of gotten more out there, uh, you know, if you meet me, I like to be behind the scenes guy, but um, is the legal stuff we've been involved in. And, um, 
you know, folks have questions that I'm glad to answer. But bottom line there is, you know, to me, I, I really believe in small business. I believe in innovation. Um, I believe in, you know, the American dream. And uh, something's got to be done to our legal system to keep that dream alive for, for the next generation and other folks. And Oh, no, really? (laughs) (laughs) You are talking Walter's language. Uh, Boy Boy Scouts of America? Oh, boy, I know, Walter. So, you know, so anyway, in in the industry with Steve, that's kind of how I got my start. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. I I, I invented something that's soon to come to market. It's been a long road. It's actually been through uh, two non-publicly made legal battles before we are finally bringing it to market. Um, But... uh, you know, so I've seen the very good upside of the industry. I've made a ton of friends in the space, um, and I've also seen the kind of the dark, dark corners of the industry as well. And uh, but to me, you know, the the harder the the hike, right, if you will, I like to do some extreme hikes to kind of remind myself of life's challenges and the rewards come behind it. And you know, put myself in those tough challenges. The harder the hike, the more the sweeter the reward when you get there, right? So um, I think we're building something that isn't a fly by night. We don't over market our products and over promise on them, and uh, we're building something that really has a strong foundation that's going to be impermeable when uh, we get through the next couple of years here. All right. Very cool. So listen, we are going to get into um, probably a couple like, various different things here. I do want to give you guys a nice background on X-Tech. I'm sure that uh, Jeremy, unless, unless uh, <laughs> you know, something that we do or say is going to set him off, he'll be back. Here. He's a good guy. Uh, he, did, he did send us out some uh, X-Techs AK magazines. That we're going to talk about here and he told me these guys walter and patrick don't believe me that he told me to torture test these things and break them so and i'm not the only one by the way I'm not so the only he one. did <laughs> far from it yeah so that's exactly what he did yeah so we did that because we wanted to see you know okay when these things break do they still keep functioning all that stuff so i we're going to talk about that um one of the things that i wanted to get into if we're still doing that jeremy is um developing a prototype, right? Because I'm going to come out to you guys. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, Hank came by at shot. Him and I had been talking a little bit. We have a mutual friend who's actually in the chat, John Crump. Hey, John. Yeah, um, shout out John to John. A lot yeah. To, you know, through Amelan and GOA. And, you know, we do as much as we can for GOA as a small company and had some great success there, by the way. And I think they piloted a program that John and I kind of envisioned and now it's rolling out where there's a lot of joint ventures with companies and GOA. So, Mm-hmm. Really excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. Just show folks there's an alternative to, you know, the big guy, NRA, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, Firearms Policy Coalition, by the way, big fans of them as well. But with that said, um, you know, our company, we do all our development soup to nuts in-house, right? You know, with very little exception. Mm-hmm. So we're actually the dudes that do stuff. And it, I'm the dumbest guy in the room, and I'm proud to be, and that's a good sign you have an awesome team. That's how you overachieve in life, right? If you're the worst player on a team – you're in good shape, right? Mm-hmm. So um, my business partners, you know, I have dozens of patents in different industries from aerospace to firearm or firearms to automotive. Um, so we there might really be some ourselves. mini bikes in there, Walter. <laughs> I keep hearing mini bikes. <laughs> it's a, it's a joke. Yeah, Walter's supposed to be uh, Walter's supposed to be building guns. But lately okay. he's been obsessed with mini bikes. You know, I'll, I'll I don't know how that out. happened. I'm not I'll taking any kind of responsibility <laughs> for that. What guy, what guy at some point True. hasn't lusted over a minibike? A real guy, anyways. Yeah. Especially a really little minibike that's way overpowered. Like, yeah. if you had a rock <laughs> head, that kind of minibike, yeah. So now just, you're talking. Turn it sideways. Yeah. 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 The drifter. Yeah. Flip, flip, um, flip you right off every time you get on it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so so Hank came by a shot and he kind of pitched me on the idea of how it's made or somehow it came up with a how it's made video. And I'm like, absolutely, we're open door. You know, the only thing we can't share is some, you know, super secret sauce, exact mm-hmm. formulations of materials. Um, but yeah, we'll show how the mags are made. We'll show, and I have some other friends here in Phoenix. We mentioned some other companies he could visit. And uh, but I said, you know what? I think would be really, really cool that I've never seen anyone done in any industry mm-hmm. is let you, the viewers, so the people in the chat can kind of get a tip off on this. Um, you know, create your own product or we'll create a product that is your idea. Um, so we're not, you know, we're not going to design a complete weapon system for free. Um, right. we, you know, an, an accessory, you know, a, a, something that's not a stock that has 10 parts, but you know, a grip or, or an extender or a bipod or something down those So lines. you're saying we, actually, we cannot build the Glock carbine? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, not no. officially. No, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a couple hundred thousand dollars in effort, but uh-huh. you know, but we really want to open book and, and show the world kind of what we do. I mean, we've done some things like design products in Facebook groups, our own products. That's where our shield extender came from. The sad story of that it ended up with me getting banned because it got too popular, according to the owner of the group. Mm. But um, you know, we like to be that company that will will interface with consumers and, and hear them and listen to them. So, and then we'll kind of film a lower budget. We're not your editing skills. But, you know, some footage of how I do market research, how I establish a price point, how I establish demand or not demand. Um, and then my engineers will take over and, you know, walk people through the CAD and how they tolerance things and material selection. And then when you come out, um, you know, the goal is to roll out a prototype and then we'll go out and shoot it and break it. And, you know, you'll see the second hand of uh, that we, you kind of hinted at the beginning of our obsession of breaking things. Um, that's mm-hmm. probably something well, like we can drive it over. <laughs> we could drive it over with a tank. So <laughs> we got a tank in Mesa here. So yeah, we can, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Hank's got some tank footage. I was yeah. like, I told these guys, I was crushed. I was like, you know, I, I expected to beat the tank. It only weighed 28 tons and, uh, <laughs> uh, I lost, yeah. I lost. Miserably. Uh, so, I'm going to roll that. I did too, but <laughs> yeah, I'm going to roll that footage in so everyone can see it. We do have a tank crushing the magazine. So here's the thing about the prototype of what we're going to build. We're going to kind of like crowd design, I guess, Jeremy, and do this thing here. And somewhere here in this conversation, um, we'll, we'll have, or actually you guys can start doing that now. Um, give yeah. us an idea of some kind of prototype and we'll talk about it here and then we'll whittle things down and bounce everything off of Jeremy. You're not looking to make something super complicated, obviously. No, we want to we want to show the process, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, my hunch is, as I told you on the phone, I think 10% of your viewership, you know, at some point had an idea, right? And mm-hmm. people, they Google and no one gives you the truth. They give you ways to give them money for mm-hmm. a maybe, but, and this would be applicable to any market. I mean, I'm in dozens of organizations outside of x tech and, and you know between making people's products and mm-hmm. you know being an advisor or a stockholder mm-hmm. um so this is a i have an idea and we're going to show you my recipe anyway i'm not saying it's right but a recipe that at least has by all definitions marginal success mm-hmm. um and uh and how to make a product and, and decide if there's a market for it. Yeah, this to me is really going to be a lot of fun because um, we're making something. It's polymer, right? What we're going to make is going to be polymer. It, it could be polymer. It could okay. be metal. It could, could be, be whatever. Okay. We, we're, we do it all. There's yeah. only one thing that we need. What is that? And that is a damn American-made AK-74 magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so, I forgot this. So it's, <laughs> and as, as you guys can imagine, I mean, we're uh, it, it's it's humbling, and I don't think I'm wrong in stating this, so if someone does speak up, because we're all yours, but 
you know, I expected it to take three years before we really got taken seriously by the AK market. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think now, I mean, almost unanimously from a U.S. manufacturing standpoint, I, I'm proud to say we're considered the best ever. I mean, we know we are right from a product standpoint and we um, but it's just really been a humbling market to be a part of and a lot of fun. Uh, so 74 requests, 556 requests. And actually, um, this is where the last remnant of the 556 ended up. Um, we were just doing a little fitment thing. But this is a prototype. Fuller has one. Uh, a couple of folks have others. They've broken. But we did design in its entirety. This is an early one, uh, a 556 AK mag. And the 106 got canceled. Um, 545, Patrick, to your point, I spent uh, two long dinners at at SHOT lobbying for that platform with some manufacturers that aren't actively suing me. Um, and uh, I think 545, you know, has a chance to really become something special in the U.S. market like it never has before. I, I um, love my 5.5. I have a crank, and that is my favorite gun to shoot. I'm tired uh, of paying, like, so the mags, I got some Russian, uh, some Tula mags, and yep. I got them at, quote-unquote, a good deal back a couple years ago for, like, 30 bucks a piece. Now they're, like, 60 bucks a piece, and I'm like, Jesus, just give me, somebody give me a good American one with lock, with metal locking lugs. And I don't remember. Yeah, and I, you know, I'll, I'll speak honestly about, you know, um, you know, the, the big fish in the sea, right, if you will, and, and that being Magpul, right? I mean, I, I, I've never been shy about it, and I think it could be one of two ways. They can ignore me, or they can go out and, and upgrade their products, and then you, the consumers, win, right? And it puts additional pressure on me, and that's what capitalism is all about. That's what I stand for. That's what I believe in. Um, but, you know, Magpul, when I, before I started X-Tech, you know, it was their uh, example, right? Kind of the, someone to aspire to be and an example of success. And, uh, you know, they kind of just you know, didn't give a full effort in the AK space and, uh, and they kind of moved on from it. So, you know, I would love to make a five, four, five mag tomorrow. You know, it's about a quarter million dollars to do. The market Ooh. isn't there right now. Um, there's just not enough guns trading hands in that caliber, but with, you know, Palmetto, uh, potentially Klishnikov USA, you know, potentially O'Reilly, um, you know, those companies all have their own, you know, people in the AK space have very strong opinions about each, but I think, you know, each is working towards improving their market positioning. Um, Palmetto is absolutely killing it right now from, you know, A, delivering allegedly good quality stuff. I don't have their latest generation, so I won't speak personally. But B, just their marketing and their engagement and their answering the call of people, kind of the approach that we took on it. Um, I hope it can be mainstream. I really do. With all these AR converts coming over, um, you know, I think 545 could be uh, 100,000, 200,000 firearms a year. And, and to give you an idea, last year, you know, 10,000. If someone told you 10,000 545 sold for the first time last year, really? like newly manufactured, it's nonsense. Not even we're close to okay. 10,000 were sold okay. last year. So <laughs> trying to build a magazine and sell it for, you know, mm -hmm. competitive with our 762 mags and have any chance of getting my money back, it's mm -hmm. it's not happening. How many, so, how many, so like how many, um, how many magazines do you need to sell, I guess, a year from a newly developed magazine to make back the money on the molds and all those kinds of things that go into the process. And we, and we, at some point here, we'll probably get into the, uh, a little bit about talking about the process of that, but money wise, what are you really looking at? Or yeah. So, I mean, it's about a quarter million dollars, right. To, mm -hmm. to do a magazine the way we do it. Right. And, and like one, so these magazines that we uh, shot up and drove over a <laughs> quarter million dollars to get to one, that's, that's to get one magazine in hand. Um, okay. And then your cost to make it for us is, you know, from what I happen to know as factual is, is about three times higher than that of, you know, the market leaders, right? Mm -hmm. um, because of what we use. So, 
you know, for us, uh, if I can't sell and if I can't see a clear ability to sell, have a path to sell 20,000 units a year, I can't pencil it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, that's, that's yeah. What, uh, what causes you guys to, is it process? Is it like how you do it that causes the price to be higher than competitor? Um, it's, it's our materials and, uh, it's really our materials. I mean, if you, um, and, and we're going to do, I will say that. we're going to do, yeah, I mean, we're going to do some, um, some tests. So like Bulgaria, right. I mean, I just like, I just mentioned Magpul circle 10 mags. I've got no beefs. I mean, sure. You got to touch a file a lot. If you have multiple AKs, you're going to touch a file with circle 10 mag. Um, but other than that, I mean, they're the gold standard for a reason. They're a great magazine. Um, Arsenal is just choosing to position them as a collector's item, not a realistic tool for an average Joe. Right. I mean, you're going to spend, $500 to get 10 mags in today's market and it's insane. So, um, the way Bulgaria goes about making that mag is with, with labor, right? Um, the way we go about making something that I would argue is equivalent. I think a lot of the market would call equivalent, um, is, uh, is through materials, right. And advances in polymer science. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think there's, um, you know, Yes, you can make a cheaper mag, right? We we have our OEM 47, the non-reinforced, uh, another proprietary grade of polymer that's never been used in the gun market before. Um, and it and it's going to shoot in the near future. We'll show that it's superior in a lot of ways to the $27 offering from Magpul. Um, so, yes, I can make cheaper mags. But to me, you know, if I'm not solving I, a problem, I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It, I want a mag that lasts more than, mm. than a cheap mag. There, there's mm -hmm. a reason why I haven't gotten the quote unquote, like cheaper Bulgarian mags, the circle tens that were like $7 a piece. They're yeah. Just, they're, no. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we, we can, and obviously with scale pricing can come down some, um, you know, we're always looking at the next wave of technology. Um, you know, we're, we are, there are some things we can't yet disclose that we're up to, um, that would change the way a magazine's made forever. Um, but you know, we're, we're always pushing ahead, always trying to be forward thinking, um, but, you know, us as the founders, we still never paid ourselves, right? Um, you know, we've got, um, you know, a substantial amount of, of dollars in the tooling and, uh, you know, we still do other things to pay our bills. So, you know, we're trying to build a, a giant, but we're trying to build it the right way. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, can I get my cost down? Potentially, if this one thing works, uh, that's never even been attempted. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty exciting. I mean, we could do things that um, would just uh, destroy the the competition in the, in the industry in the right way, right. Bringing out new tech. Um, but we've, we've yet to, we can figure out how to make it where it's much more expensive, <laughs> but it's, how do you, how do you bring that tech into, uh, into the right range? So long yeah. story short, we're always looking to get better. Um, but to make money, we've got to sell our high end mags in the $25, the $30 range. So that's just the only way we can pencil it. Yeah. Uh, Harry's holster. Let me just get this in Walton and I'll get to you here real quick. Harry's holster says competing to be the cheapest product is always a race to the bottom. Go ahead, yeah. Walt. There's one other wild card in the whole five, four, five thing. A M M O. That's the big thing right now. Well, so, have, so, uh, well there's the that. Being solved. You have to have a, a plinker supply of ammo. Yeah. Because and, if, and you ammo is, plink, and, if you don't have a plinker supply, you're not going to sell magazines. So what's really cool, and I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I don't think I am. Um, you know, I consider Jamin and and now Chad at Palmetto are are becoming personal friends, and uh, and we talk, you know, fairly often. Um, and Jamin likes to own things. Like he's an old school. He wants to own cripple markets through a capitalist approach. No, and, no. Yeah, PSA? exactly. No. And, yeah. and it is, it is. I love it. I mean, to me, there's a lot of problems in this market that just need that destruction. And I mean, what the consumers haven't seen is three of our top 
Walter probably knows this, three of the top seven distributors in the farms market no longer exist today as of two years ago. It's reorganization, reorganization for sure. And I think Mm -hmm. Palmetto is a huge driving force in that. And that's needed, right? I mean, right now, if you guys go invent something that is the best product in the category, it's likely going to be five to seven years, unless you have $10 million in marketing, before it will hit your average gun shop. Mm -hmm. Um, Because these guys aren't forward thinking as distributors. And so, um, but with that said, Ammo, Walter, um, Jamin's given me the commitment that he will personally solve that problem if needed. But I've talked to the importers. Um, 545 ammo can be solved. It's just there's a lack of global demand for it. Everyone's set up yeah. to make it still overseas. Once we create that demand, it's there. It just takes a couple big importers bringing it in. And Jamin said it'll do themselves if needed. Bulgaria and Russia are the only ones currently using it as a military firearm, military cartridge. Correct. So, so yeah, everybody right. else is like, well, the 7.62 is still good. Let's just keep it. Yeah. yeah. In the Middle East, it's in, in the sandbox, it's not the – the caliber of choice so no no right i mean it's like a 308 556 kind of thing i mean you know and i think that the folks who like it like it because it's so close to 556 but coming out of an ak right it's soft it's awesome everything i just love Mm -hmm. 545 everybody Mm -hmm. out there knows i'm a 545 ounces are pain right so i mean it that's another factor as well so um yeah I think we're headed in that direction of 545 guns coming back. And then when you do have people changing the way the market landscape looks, like what PSA is doing, and they're planning on coming out with 545 guns, uh, the crink, a lot of people's favorite out there. Um, I even get people a lot. So a long time ago, I was I was talking to Walter about this. A long time ago, uh, Century Arms. I don't know if I can say that without... You know, setting anyone off here. But Century Arms was making a bullpup, uh, AK. I have one of those that's uh, 545. And then I, I guess it was kind of like hit and miss. Oh, you know, <laughs> kind of a hit and no, miss thing. No, it was Century Arms. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's not a lot of them out there, but people keep asking me about mine, my 545 bullpup. And I think that that. That demand that's building up out there, if people start supplying the guns, it's going to come back. Like Walter said, there needs to be ammo. It needs to be at the right price for people to get in there and plink with it, train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it can't be. It can't be boutique. No, and it needs mm-hmm. to. Well, there also needs to be a market education, right? Like why, you know? And I'm that guy that, you know, obviously we we. If you took the emails of requests for five four five and five five six mags and twenty round mags that I get on a daily basis, you would think there's millions of people out there, right? They're just very loud. It's like the HK 45 when it came out with BP nine mags, right? Suddenly I got 5,000 hundreds of us. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you're like, if only 3d printing was farther along, I'd love to be your hero, but you know, I just can't pay 30 grand for an extender, but, um, you know, for hundreds. Um, but I think that the market education's there. I mean, the AK world, as you guys know, it's this uber passionate, you know, it sounds like you guys are all kind of in the space as well uber passionate marketplace but there's a lot of like opinions that there hasn't been legitimate validation to support or not support like one you know debate i'm asking to take place this year is we sell different tiers of our mags right a total of four different ones plus the funky ones but the four serious products one of them is a a bull hole open version using the weapon tech follower of our magazine and you talk to guys and they're like, well, we hate BHO. It makes it hard to get it out of, out of the gun. It's like, well, mm-hmm. prove it to me. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm saying let's just have a factual debate. People actually you know, doing their own testing and, mm-hmm. and say, hey, it is or it isn't. 
um, mm-hmm. versus just this, you know, AK Files opinion that it's treated as gospel and become popular, right? It's just like steel mags. Are they impenetrable? No. Can I break a steel mag in two seconds? Absolutely, I can. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, Obviously, does that mean they're not good? They're fine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just a funny thing about that. We actually, in destroying your magazines this weekend, uh, we found something that was positive about the polymer versus steel, mm-hmm. shot a hole through it, which put plastic on the inside. And by ramming rounds down in it, it sheared the plastic off and allowed it to continue functioning, which steel did, which has never happened. You can't. You can't yeah, I mean, once like it that, hits steel so at an impact, it, it's not going to run, right? Yeah, I mean, that one there, you, that one there, we, we yeah. sheared the plastic off the inside. Yeah, that's the exit. That's the exit. And that's that's the entry. And yeah, it messed up like how many how many bullets did it mess up? Like three, four. Yeah. yeah ramming through a couple yeah. rounds. Oh, this is the one you shot with live ammo in it. That was brave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, um, this is the one with Walter, the, the I heard you did not approve, in. by the way, so Hank didn't give you credit <laughs> for trying to play dad in the room. <laughs> if, some, if something's really going to happen in the real world, it would get shot with metal with ammo in it. Yeah. But yeah. some of the other stuff was kind of extreme, but yeah. Yeah. Well, but, okay, if you look at what other people have done, so for example, um, uh, a military arms channel did a did a video reviewing these versus i forgot what some kind was it a bulgaria ac magazine? unity it was the uh, okay. military uh, croatia i forget what country it was bosnian bosnian, yeah, bosnian. military okay. mags yeah i have it out there yeah and uh and and the x-tech did great so mac decided to try to break it and wasn't having like an easy time breaking it until he took a tree stump and actually the tree stump didn't break it the first time no, so i too. think yeah i think that um <laughs> they came up with a way to break it, which was interesting. Then I looked at, um, then I looked at Brandon Herrera. He also did some torture tests with this and got a sledgehammer for this bad boy. And that's how he, that's how he wound up breaking it. Um, as I said, I will roll in footage here of of Jeremy running over his own thing with a tank. So for me, I thought, well, okay, uh, Walter and Patrick had these magazines. You know, they shot them. They work. Everyone knows that they work. I don't think that's like. You know, I mean, we could put probably thousands of rounds through it and not really find out much. But what I wanted to do was break it and see what happens. So we have a gorilla. We have our own human gorilla called Optic <laughs> Control. And we had him throw these at a big metal building that if you look at my channel, you always see it in the background. And I don't know if you could see it, but there are there are little cracks on there. I don't know if they're going to be super visible. Oh, we broke the feed there. lips. Well, yeah. Well, we this w- the feed lips down the back. Yeah. So uh, we we did we did do that. There's one of them that Walter didn't want us to throw like that at the, uh, you know, at the thing. I, but I threw, I threw it. I threw it normally. Yeah. And then what? and then opt out through it at extreme uh, with extreme anger with, with extreme prejudice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the thing is, well, and one of the things that we, so let me, let me actually go through this. We're going to have, I'm going to put this video out so everyone can see it, but it's just going to take me a little bit of time. So one thing I did notice, let's start there, um, that I have a, um, a milled receiver. This didn't work in the milled receiver. So for some reason, if they're empty and you put them in, they go in, but if they're loaded, they don't go in. So we found that out. It went into my milled receiver. Yeah, it went in just fine. You're oh, and Walter's. Deal. Okay, so my milled receiver is somehow a gun. A gun made by Century Arms, by the way, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was. I mean, we we vetted the arsenals. We vetted the the Russians with Chinese. Mm-hmm. The you know, but you get 
you know, nuance. And happen, quite yeah. frankly, whoever made your receiver, I'm not pointing my finger at them. I'd love to talk to them as I discussed mm-hmm. with you. Um, this our max lopes likely didn't exist when, when they came out with their uh, receiver, yeah. but yeah, we tried to fit everything. I mean, yeah. everything we could possibly could. Right. I'll, I'll find out. Um, I think it's CNC. <laughs> Is it CNC manufacturer? CNC Warrior, maybe, that makes that receiver. So anyway, that's what we found out here. So now, w- the one without um, the the steel, that, like, pretty much became non-functional. Paper. Yeah. But the I st- could get it to work. Like, if I really, like, cranked down on it and got it into the magwell and then clicked it in, I could hmm. get it to still work, but it did not want to go in the magwell because the Felips were so far out of spec. Um, but the, uh, the metal reinforced one... It was not that difficult to get back into the mm-hmm. Yeah, I think your audio is coming in a little low, Patrick. Is it? Okay. Yeah. My, your audio might be... Uh, I know Richard Hughes was saying something's going on with your audio. So anyway, we did get them to work. So eventually we drove over them. So even after we did that, we got, we got like... I think we, had, we were down to like three of them functioning. And then we drove over them. And that didn't stop it working. So... Someone said, let's shoot it with 545. Opt out. Op- that was opt out of gun control's idea. So we shot it, and, um, and these two magazines still kept functioning. Now, one of the magazines, I think it was this one, right, Patrick? The, the one that mm-hmm. didn't have any. This one, we clipped the spring, right? Yeah, so we, I'm going to talk loud. Hopefully that helps. Yeah. We, um, we shot the spring out of the side of it, so we clipped the spring in half. But it would still load and shoot to five. So I could still I could still load it up to five and shoot it mm-hmm. and it worked fine. Yeah, this one got you know this one was full had bullets in it got hit all that kind of stuff. Uh, we pulled out the spring spring is one hundred percent fine so now it's an open window magazine. <laughs> still still works. So what, what round count is the hole at? Right, exactly. Looks, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, guessing like twenty two. Yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm gonna go twenty two. Yeah. So let me see if I could pull up. I'm going to pull up the footage of the tank uh, going over it here while we're talking about this. Uh, These guys sent me um, footage here. Let's see. Um, Yeah. So my question is, um, I have a question. Okay. Um, Mag loader. Is there... There are mag loaders that work with 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 the X-Tech magazine because I know that the X-Tech magazine is wider than normal. Right. Uh, once, so just for fun, I happen to have one of those AC Unity uh, some of their magazines while we were out there with at Hanks, and actually I had one of their mag loaders, but it wouldn't quite snap on because of the because of the width. So I don't so, know. If, so I mean, the what's the, the Polish company? But are uh, the, the snap on that work? Yeah. The, the Polish company has the tabletop loader. Um, I'm trying Podovac. Um, so Podovac, like those tabletop ones, you just have to either shim, like put something behind it, or cant the angle a little bit, and then you can load them all day long. I can uh, got a couple of videos online on that. But the Podovac bench loaders, they work. You just got to kind of change the angle just a little bit, where it's kind of canted this way, very slightly, or put something under it. Um, yeah. Okay. The nice thing is, I mean, our our, our feet lips are so stiff. Um, I think they're, they're pretty easier to load just cause you're not fighting that flex, right? Like on a PMAG, you get that kind of outward flex as you load it, that kind of fights you, but then being so stiff, it kind of just, they want to go home, you know, which is, uh, 
pretty helpful, but I'm all about easy loading uh, of magazines, as you will find out in two months when our easy loading AR mag that has a speed loader integrated into it uh, comes mm -hmm. to market, which oh. is the oh. first product I ever invented that we referenced earlier with uh, one of my partners, Dave. Interesting, interesting. We'll have to, we'll have to, I guess we can't show anything from that one yet, right? Um, we've shown it before. I don't have one here that I can think of. Okay. I'll look in a second. Okay. Um, let me see yeah, if I can, nothing to hide. let me see if I can roll in some of this tank footage. So there's a lot of footage, there's a lot of footage here. So let me, let me play this, let me play this. Tank so it's a 28 footage. ton chieftain British manufactured tank is the backstory here owned by folks at Bulletproof Diesel in Mesa. So, so this is the them. tank Let's rolling off. Oh, you've got one still in the bag and then the metal magazines are just flat. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if Walter's going to be able to figure it out from the tank treads there. Yeah, oh, that's messed up. See, I, I treated these things gently compared to this. <laughs> you did, you did. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the, oh, the metal magazine's just flat. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, YouTube. My heart was my heart was slightly broken when it didn't work out, but you know, knowing your point of failure is the best. You know, it's like accepting reality, right? As a human being, knowing your weaknesses is the best yeah. way to get better. So, um, we know, you know, definitively, we have hands down the best U.S. made product ever, and uh, for a AK mag. Um, so here's the so tank driving just, oh, over them right now. Boom! There you go. Sorry, I'm listening. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm just throwing up footage here. So. Uh, this is this is what was going on there. I'll play the tank the tank backing off of it again, one more time for you guys, so that Walter could see this. Uh, what tank was this? So it was a British chieftain tank. So the the weight was twenty eight tons, twenty eight long tons. If that makes a difference, I'm not going to pretend to be okay. Mr. Tank expert, but it was a big tank. <laughs> it was a, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, these tracks alone. The weight of the tracks alone have got to be, yeah. So we don't. I, I when I do the when I actually throw up the video, I've got because these guys sent me um, all the footage they have from that. So I'll throw the whole tank in there for you, Walter, so you get to see. You can get some tank love going. Well, I'm getting some yeah, tank. Love. I'm I'm getting some tank love going this weekend at the rally. So. Oh okay. Yeah, Walter's a military vehicle guy, by the way. Awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe none of Florida will have to find other things to run over with. But Flying Rich <laughs> made a comment that we should do the test on softer soil. And uh, I know quite a few of our competitors that would have. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I thought I had a shot. I'll be honest. I, mm -hmm. Maybe it was arrogance, but I thought I had a shot. <laughs> mm -hmm. if, you, if you do it on asphalt or concrete, you're, you're flirting with disaster. Physics. You don't run it over once. You run it as the tracks go over it. It just kind of just grinds it into the freaking... Uh, to the pavement oh, so yeah. that was hard packed gravel and if you notice the tank could only exit in one little area right so according to the tank guy driving the tank he said they had had it through that channel a couple thousand times in his words so it was pretty hard packed gravel that we went on there mm -hmm. cool. yeah yeah so um and then let me see here the progression of what we're talking about so what were the i know you went through this already but what are the different magazines that are out right now um, so we have the different tiers of the AK mags. Mm -hmm. Um, so all polymer that, like I said, is a great range mag. It's, it's as good as any in this category, um, at $15, the mag 47, which is still reinforced the mag 47 mil, which has the additional solid steel machined rear log area. Um, and the BHO, then we have the H and K VP nine P 30 mags, 
Okay. Um, we're about to release our easy loading AR mag, which is kind of a cool, you know, range training tool. And then our shielded mag extenders, BP nine plus fives, M and P full size plus fives, uh, AR grip and, uh, and the smart laser. Okay. So is the easy loading, I know John sent me a picture of an AR with a cream looking magazine. Is that the easy loading one? Before I throw it up here, I don't know if it's like a special prototype magazine that you don't want out there before I throw up a picture of it. So. I'm sorry, what's that? Yeah, so John sent me a picture of an AR with a magazine, and it's like a cream Oh, yeah, no, that's a, proto that's a prototype. Go ahead and throw that up. Yep. Okay, I can show that? Okay. All right, yep. so let's put this one up there. So is this the AR? Is this the AR one? or? Yeah, I is can't that the see it. I'm on. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can't. It'll roll you can't through. See it on Skype. Yeah, it's got he's like not, a. He's not watching the video. Again. It's got like a black stripe or band uh, around yeah, it. Yeah, it's it. Okay. John knows the scoop, so yep, that's oh. if John says it's it, it's it. Yeah. Okay. Very so cool. yeah, basically that's a that the follower is connected to that that grip, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. So you just pull that down and drop the rounds in. Um, works with 300 blackout. Works with stripper clips. I mean, we kind of just tried. We wanted to learn as much as we could about the M4 AR platform because we're not shy that what we did with the AK, we plan to do with Glock and mm -hmm. AR. Mm -hmm. So we went overkill. Um, the polymer we used, again, is a third never-before-used-in-magazines uh, approach. Um, so, yeah, and, and we had a little legal battle behind the scenes um, for about mm -hmm. a year uh, yeah, over some nonsense, but we're through that. And uh, it's now going to be called the Speed Mag. The one John had was called the X-Mag. Okay. And uh, we're going to be selling that in a, within 30, 45 days. Um, we're just – we had to – get rid of inventory unfortunately and build new I, I decided i couldn't take on two giants at once so it's okay. what it is <laughs> all right um i'm gonna encourage everyone out there to smash those thumbs ups um i also did show a picture of john um hanging out there with you guys so what's going on with the different lawsuits and stuff like that you've alluded to that what what can we talk about yeah uh, what's, so what's um going on since there? october of well, I guess it still goes back to September of 2018, um, Century Arms filed suit against uh, X-Tech, uh, myself, and my wife, who's um, not even an owner of the company. Um, and I guess at first it was X-Tech in September uh, in Florida. They dropped that suit, and then October, that was when it was X-Tech, me, and, uh, and my wife. Um, and that was, that's all the party's name. So, um, mm -hmm. And that was in Arizona. So their, their approach has been, um, you know, that, uh, there's the topic of the suit is for trade dress. So they are saying the waffle and the tread pattern on our mag 47, and I'll grab one here real quick, mm -hmm. infringes on the trade dress, um, of the, uh, us palm, which they allege to have acquired. You should just uh, put bullets in all of them. Cause that <laughs> yeah, exactly. trademark the bullet so, holes. You know, the issue is trade dress is something that so when people hear litigation and they hear, you know, um, intellectual property, they assume a patent exists. Mm -hmm. No patent ever existed. Uh, the product and their product, the designs to the products are actually owned by Tangle Down. Um, so when we discovered that, you know, um, the company that owns the tooling, uh, got that product into the hands of uh, Tangle Down, that grip that they originally designed. So we work closely with Tangle Down. I mean, I try and stand up for other small guys, too. And. So anyway, the whole U.S. Palm story is, you know, long and, and kind of irrelevant to the litigation itself. The litigation is about a big company coming after a small one, knowing they can't win, and the hopes of drowning us in legal fees. Just intimidation, um, basically, right? 
It is. And, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, you know, the American public really believes that if you, if they have no case, they, they, you know, they, they'll get dismissed, right? They think this word dismissal means something. Um, and that's just not the case, unfortunately. And so my goal is to, you know, I've already met with numerous members of Congress. I'll continue to do so. Um, after we receive a judgment where a judge validates my opinion on our direct case, mm-hmm. um, I've been promised from Congress that, um, you know, they're going to do a lot more about it. But essentially right now, a company like ours will spend hundreds of thousands of dollars defending themselves. And then the legal precedent to even get your money back in federal court is, is an uphill battle. Um, and then if we, if that all happens, we survive that. So basically instead of being able to, you know, look at a company like ours, we had a valuation uh, that we were about to take on outside capital prior to the lawsuit. And as soon as the lawsuit started, um, that was crippled, right? I mean, it went from, you know, it was almost uh, 20% of what the valuation we were getting pre uh, the lawsuit. So all that said, I mean, to me, it's about being able, like, if you call me, Hank, and you say, hey, I got an idea, Jeremy, I heard you're a good guy. John, who, John and I are very close friends. Um, so that would happen if you had an idea. John would probably say, talk to me about your invention. I want to tell you a story other than... Um, you know, if a big guy takes notice and, and wants to put you out of business, you're screwed unless you have $10 million in the bank. That's the reality of the story today. And I, I really want to change it. So to have trade dress in the topic of the suit, the waffle pattern would have to be synonymous, unique to U.S. Palm, non-functional. Um, in this case, U.S. Palm and both Century now with their recent release of the magazine um, market these features as functional. If they're functional, you can't have trade dress black and white. Mm-hmm. If they're not unique, you can't have trade dress, black and white. They went for trademarks, which would be an official filing of intellectual property and something they would own for those same features. And they were denied both times they went to the trademark office for trademarks for being both <laughs> functional and not unique. Right. What's interesting is the USPTO and their second findings use a product that Xtech designed um, a grip for hex mag, one of our grips, we private label for him as evidence of the waffle pattern, not being unique. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that made some people happy on their side. But the issue then is our, we asked the judge to dismiss our case, um, in part on the foundation of the trademark office, twice denying them in a, you know, same Google search anyone would do in five minutes. Um, which is asking a lot of the judge, but also common sense to apply in our legal system, which I think is what's needed here, right? And uh, and they he denied it by it not being a final action. Well, a consumer can hear that and go, well, the trademark office isn't done. Well, that's not the case here. The case here is there's nothing a defendant can do to force a final action. So basically, if you are someone going for a trademark, you get three tries. Uh, if you're denied three times, you're out. It's a final action. Then it has to be considered in court. Now, can this filing finding by the trademark office be used in court? Yes, but not through the end of discovery, which means as a defendant, you're talking a quarter million dollars plus or minus at a minimum to even get to the time where evidence matters. So all that matters up to that point is it, the court assumes everything that the plaintiff, in this case, Century wrote as factually true, that it's non-functional, that it's unique. And as a little guy, if what they wrote is legalese, they have good attorneys, which, of course, Century is one of the top law firms in the country, Greenberg Trolley, that's known to represent you know, what I would publicly consider and others consider bullies in the legal system. Um, so with all that said, um, there's nothing we could do. So they went 
typically if you abandon your filing, meaning you don't respond within, I think it's 90 days, it's considered done, you lose as well. Well, Century went and said, well, we're litigating with someone, so put a stay on that 90 days. So we're then powerless. So the trademark office, even though they, they tried, denied, tried, denied, common sense applied in the trademark world, the judge refused to acknowledge that in the motion to dismiss phase. So then we are forced into the discovery phase, which concludes in the next 90 days um, at most. So we've made it. I mean, bottom line is, uh, you know, we made it. We're ready for trial. Um, and, uh, you know, it, to, again, to me, could we have spent money and, and changed the design to something like no waffles, no tread? Well, the waffles do make it stronger, just like cross creams and a bridge make it, you know, makes things stronger. Um, their legal arguments are, are absolute nonsense. We've shared some of those on our social media. If you haven't seen those, check them out. Um, such as they're saying, although they're functional, their users, you know, or the average guy, these weren't, you know, their magazines weren't intended for combat. So therefore, um, they're not functional because their consumer wasn't a qualified user or combat user, whatever phrase you want to use there, right? Um, which is ludicrous from a legal argument standpoint. It's like saying the car had a turbocharger. Uh, yes, the turbo worked, but you weren't selling it to race car drivers, so therefore the turbo is non-functional. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the other thing is they're saying it's a unique look, but they put the waffle and tread there to make it look military grade. Well, if I made a car look like a race car, wouldn't that be implying that it's not unique, right? So. Again, it's just the right legalese phrases to continue and propagate the suit. And based on my own research, as a little guy, and the advice I would give every entrepreneur in anything, whether you're making a product or you're in a legal battle or anything, is you got to take ownership of every step. Um, so for me, you know, uh, the second these threats started coming, um, you know, it was do your homework, do your research. You know, went to six different law firms. Do they have any chance? No, 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 no. Um, but here's the hard reality, right? Yeah, they're playing this, legal. A bunch of money, right? They're playing legal chicken with you, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, Walt, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, and uh, so for me, it's 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 yes. Do I want to win? Yes. Is it is it is it fun at times to you know um, you know kind of be the guy making a strong stand? Absolutely. You know, I, I enjoy uh, things I'm passionate about, and I'm passionate about small business. I would love to you know, whether credits are relevant, but love to know that I did something to help that American dream survive and thrive. Um, and, uh, you know, the system intended and the whole argument of the system is, is to protect guys like the four of us and, and everyone watching today, you know, mm-hmm. assuming everyone here doesn't have, you know, hundred million dollar plus net worth. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, that's what it's supposed to be. And the system itself is being used to, you know, if, if Facebook and Amazon and companies like that decided they want to own the internet, guess what? They outlawyer you and good luck, you know, and, and that's the system we have today. So it's, it's about a anti-capitalism ability to use the system itself. So to me, you know, find someone who has a repeated pattern of behavior or possibly does and investigate them and, and show them, you know, add additional damages and protections on the judge's rule. I mean, right now, one of the, the abilities the judge has is to say, essentially abuse the legal system and in this case. <laughs> And when they in that ruling, their penalty would be to pay me back my legal fees. Mm-hmm. So that's as if the penalty for robbing a bank was you'd have to pay it back. Well, how would our banking system be doing right now in our country? How right? if you get caught? If you get caught, yeah, go ahead, Walt. Go we ahead. Have one. Yeah. The, the, you really think the lawyers are going to go? They're going to shut the lawyers down? 
They're not so, going to do it. They only do no, it. It just doesn't happen. And, 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 and Walter, I 100% agree with you. I mean, it's just a, it's just a, a, a light fight I'm taking on. Absolutely not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and making a stand. But, you know, show me the little guys. I mean, oh, I, the I, little I, guys that have made it through, right? They, I, they don't, right? And I'm, I'm fighting for you. I'm, I, you know, I'm fighting for everyone indirectly, people I don't know. And to me, that's what this is about. You know, I, call me crazy but you know i'm in my 30s i kind of always joking with my friends that my my 20s and 30s are uh my years to to fight for what i believe in and in my 40s maybe i have to get a corporate gig and figure out retirement but um you know once you get to me as an entrepreneur once you get to a certain point where you know someone if you're a self-made person that didn't come from you know i came from a safe environment and and you know public service uh house but once you get to the point where you know that if someone strips everything from you and you're still going to be stronger and, and higher and more successful than you are right now, five years from now, no matter what happens, good luck. I mean, fighting guys like with that mindset, if you're a big guy who inherited something um, like the guy who controls Century is, um, I'm sorry, it's not a fair fight in a different regard, right? You may have a lot more money. You may have a lot more resources, but you're not going to have you, you can't buy that. You can't go to a, a school and get that. Um yeah. And, and I think Walter, if you start your business from scratch, you, I'm hoping, you know, you had that day where you go, look, you know, wh- whoever door knocks you or whatever happens in life, if you lost it all, you, you come back two times stronger. And, uh, so to me, that's an advantage as a little guy. Well, yeah. go ahead, Walt. I'll let you get in. I, obviously you've seen my, uh, one of my trademarks, my palm tree logo, right? <laughs> well, you came up to me. So in my other hat, I'm the guy that makes plastics at shot. I was in the supplier showcase. I told Hank we've met. Mm-hmm. Um, and you came up to me and, uh, and I, I don't know if uh, a magazine was on a table or what have you showing the plastics, right? That's the yeah. molded devices is the company. It's a large organization, by the way. And all this threats from century started with them. And then they realized they wouldn't back down and they had the means to defend themselves. Then they went, Oh, we'll go after the little guy and, and break them. But yeah, you came up to me and, and, uh, pointed out the, the trademark filing, um, that you had made. And so we, we have met, although very yeah. briefly, um, yeah. Go ahead, uh, yeah, was, I was I was like I said, I came up with the idea for my logo before US Palm ever did theirs, but I never filed. And then when they did, I didn't do anything, obviously. And so then when it when I heard US uh, immediately when I heard US Palm went belly up for some reason, do you know why they went belly up? I do. Um, I do, but you know, kind of that's I, I would I would categorize as as more you know, more noise than than relevant. Um, is it so was it like no mis- upside for me sharing that kind of okay. you know but okay. yeah there was yeah mismanagement known things in the industry as soon yeah. as i heard they mm-hmm. went belly up i immediately went to the trademark office website and i look at the i look at their trademark and it was abandoned no nope. i'm going i'm going holy <laughs> fuck they abandoned the trademark what the what are they doing and so then i called my trademark guy who's bang ben langlots i don't know if you know him but anyways he represents he, re- he represents a lot of people and um he goes boom and we filed right away and Actually, we got approved before they got approved for ours. So, um, and I haven't heard a word from them because it's it's similar but different. I mean, we're not doing it in the same sense some of they're doing. But, I mean, as soon as I saw your magazine with the with the pattern there, I think in Century or or excuse me, um, U.S. Palm never fi- filed a design patent. So Tango Down. So if you're familiar with Tango Down, um, mm-hmm. not Hank, you can maybe pull some up real quick. But mm-hmm. Tango Down Arc Magazine, ARC. Um, and the Tango Down Battle Grip were existing AR-15 products, right? So if you look at the Tango Down Arc magazine, it predates the Palm Mag by, I believe, six to seven years. So the backstory of the, that, the, the U.S. Palm Plastics 
is uh, folks who are funded by the Scottsdale Gun Club, which if people don't know nationwide is probably one of the more ritzy and at the time certainly over the top um, and, you know, whatever word you want to call it, you know, state of the art. It was very state of the art for when it came out, but nationally known shop up here in North Scottsdale. And uh, so yeah, anyway, I, mean, they I were think we all have some of these it. tango downs with the with that waffle Yep. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. happened is, uh, you know, the guys who end up being the employees, uh, Robert Anderson, the guy who calls himself the founder of Palm, right, funded by Terry Schmidt of the Scottsdale Gun Club, came to um, Jeff Cahill and said, hey, you know, you make uh, you design an AK version of your AR products and uh, we'll market and sell it under this brand we're going to form and it will be a joint venture. You'll get some money from each mag. You know, we'll get some money from each mag. We'll put up the money for tooling and uh you know, that's what happened. So Jeff Cahill, you know, and, and I wasn't there, so I can go off of Jeff Cahill's testimony. My personal experience with Jeff is he's a friend and he's a very high integrity individual. Uh, him and I have been through a lot together because of this litigation. Um, and, uh, so, you know, Jeff and what he supported in, in writing, um, you know, uh, owned the designs to these magazines. So x actually, even though we don't need it because there was no patent, there was no trademark. Um, we have the, we're the only with a license to Jeff Cahill's design um, to this day. Century does not possess that. So, um, yeah, what happened in the course of acquisition of, of U.S. Palm and is that, uh, as you mentioned, Walter, they, U.S. Palm went out of business. They made a Facebook post saying they were done. It was ironic. It was on April Fool's, right, which confused a lot of people. And uh, then they didn't even renew their trademarks, which is like 100 bucks, right, to renew your trademarks. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was and like so. Century jumped it's on like and, F and everything. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, and and, and yeah. so Century had jumped on, and they had a lot of debt. I mean, they owed. We made the U.S. Palm mags, being molded devices, the company I'm, I work for, and, and head up mm-hmm. their firearms division. Um, and I actually U.S. Palm, I made their mags at a prior place. So when they split up a Tango Down, they came to one place. Um, about two years later, I moved to another manufacturer, and they followed me. So I think that's more of a testament than anything else, right? You're not going to follow someone if they weren't highly ethical and took care of you and did a great job. Right. So, um, and then they end up owing money to my employer and owing money to other people. And, um, and so anyway, they went under century alleges they bought them, but what they did is they went and took their names. They filed trademarks on the U S palm name and logo. Um, and then seven months later or nine months later, I forget the exact dates now, they alleged to have executed a purchase contract to buy them which is not an up and up transaction i mean that's that's just okay so you're saying that you're saying century went in and grabbed all the uh intellectual property just the name and logo that's all there was to grab okay so they and they they did that and then they circled around and have alleged that they acquired u.s palm thereafter and therefore the trade dress yeah hold on one sec uh patrick you didn't come in you want to repeat that I, I was <clears throat> just saying it sounds like they bullied them into it. Yeah, You know, they took all the other potential buyers off the table, which I do know mm-hmm. for a fact, and folks willing to testify at trial, I mean, um, that there were folks that you know knew I made the Palm Mags for them um, that had reached out to me saying they were interested in buying them. And once uh, Century was involved in Century's history of, of litigating, um, they kind of crossed out every other potential buyer for them. Um, so that's that's just the facts. It's indisputable. It's public record. Anyone that's wondering, you can go on USPTO.gov, search Century Arms, search US, search US Palm, and you'll see the dates mm-hmm. um, when they did this, which was August of I believe seventeen. Um, okay. So that's public record. It's not disputable, right? When you 
so many small guys, and that's, I think, something different about me. And a lot of people think I might be insane by talking about ongoing litigation when the, you know, the typical topic is, you know, don't talk because that is what your lawyers say because it's safe and it's kind of lazy on the lawyer's part, right? Um, when I picked a law firm, that was a critical part to me. Hey, we're going to be an open book. We're going to share it. And people think, well, this could be considered defamation or what have you. When you tell the truth and you can prove the truth, that's not defamation, yep. right? And that's black and white. So, so um, any little guy out there in a fight behind the scenes, just know that and, and get your own legal advice. But, you know, do your own legal research. Just don't talk to an attorney and call it a day. You know, yeah. you got to be your own fighter. Yeah. So, so um, where do you think your chances uh, stand right now? I'm sure we could like uh, get real deep into this, but right now you guys have, there's some period of time that's going to pass here and then there's going to be a decision. How are you feeling about it? Is it 50, 50? Are you pretty sure you're going to win? What do you think? We, so from a legal proceeding standpoint, we, we would win, will win, right. If it gets to the point of trial, right. Um, so obviously the plaintiff can drop a suit at any point, right? And then we have to file to go after our legal fees. Um, with discovery ending, you know, um, we have the choice to file for default summary judgment or just let it go to trial, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. the real challenge that, that we have in front of us uh, today is, you know, um, a judgment allows us to have a voice for small business, which is a huge passion element to us. You yeah. know, that's it's still six figures to get to a judgment. So, yeah, I, I think know, if they know. have lawyers on retainer, there's no chance of them dropping anything anytime soon. But hopefully you do win that. And then, you know, uh, the, you know, then we could strike one up for the for the little guys. Yeah, we're, we're going to win. Right. It's just the definition of win. Will it be everything you hope for? Well, are we guaranteed to get our money back? We're not right. No. And in I the, think yeah, in the long run, when you're the little guy, you always lose. You always lose if you're mm -hmm. the little guy, because there's lots of things you could be making right now, building your business, building your brand name and all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, these guys obviously are going on doing their thing. It's uh, it's one of those things about the like behind the scenes of all this that the folks out there that just buy stuff don't necessarily know. I think it's uh, it's a good thing to get a take a look at it. Um, yeah, and the last thing, you know, I'll, 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 on Century Arms front, right, yeah. just so the world knows where I stand is I actually, and this may sound contradictory, right, but mm -hmm. I think foremost as a consumer, right, and I think that's the best way for companies to be successful. I hope Century, you know, um, improves their, their products and just like Palmetto is and, and Riley is and Wistnikoff USA is trying to establish a name, you know, Zestava, there's more mm -hmm. competition in the AK space than there's been in a decade, if not more. Right. Century basically had a monopoly on the space. Mm -hmm. And but I hope Century improves their products because the more companies we have making good products, the better for the AK market as a whole. Mm -hmm. So um, I, mean, I just want to pass that. That's a core belief of what we believe in here is, you know, really um, we want a lot of companies making great AKs and then capitalism wins. I yeah. mean, that's what should happen. That's where consumers win and prices will be driven down and uh, the AK can become the people's gun like it should. Absolutely. Uh, let me get in this comment from Brandon Herrera. He's in the, I think he's, he's in the chat. Shout out to Brandon. Uh, he says, Jeremy is the man paving the way as an example of small business sticking to your guns against the odds. And it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. Not an easy thing. Um, you know, especially when you have employees and all that kind of stuff. As you, as you know, Walter, you know, like fighting these fights. Uh, sometimes, with the, like Walter, you've gone up against the ATF. <laughs> so, you, got, yeah. you gotta you gotta yeah 
I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy, money. It does. All that kind of how stuff. Much, yeah. Yeah. How, I mean, it all depends on how much you want to throw at it, mm-hmm. and to what end. In the end, are you gonna? Even if you do win, are you winning? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you got. There's you gotta, no win within the system for a little guy. Within the system, there's no win, and yeah. that's just you know, uh, the problem. Yeah. With, the problem with the system is that first thing, it should never get to the point that it's at. There should be somebody who's not a judge, <laughs> not not a lawyer. Um, right. Look at that and go, what is this crap? Mm-hmm. Well, it's some, like kind a, of, some kind case, of adjudicator. Right? What, are you, yeah. what, are you, what, are you, what are you trying to pull here? You know, just yeah. like that. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. People think there's an arraignment, right? Or it's like Judge Judy. Like, what do you? what's the foundation of your case? Like the five-minute results. Of, you know, that Pat, that trademark guy, you know, Walter, you know, as a guy with trademarks, our trademark reviewers – approve everything and then publish it for denial, right? They're not experts. They don't pretend to be. They count on you to list prior art. And then they publish it for opposition. And it's on guys, little guys like you and me and our competitors to scrub the published trademarks and go, wait, that infringes on me. Right. So for a trademark in multiple cases, multiple features to be denied, that's, you know, by layman's definition, obvious that right. there's a problem and you're not going to get one. Mm-hmm. And that should be enough where a little guy or say, hey, you know what, Century, you ha- this case is dismissed. You have to go for your third time and be granted to then bring the case against a smaller party. But more importantly, there should be damages within the suit. If a judge okay. says you abused it, there should be punitive damages. And my recommendation to Congress is just like if an employer does not pay an employee, it's 3x. So what are the damages in my case and every little guy? 3x the legal fees. So then it, is it fix the problem? No, but does it add a layer of honesty before you go after a little guy? It's something, right? I mean, yeah. I would like a lot more, but I'm trying to achieve something that can actually pass Congress and get through, uh, knowing that Congress is funded all their elections by the big guys, right? So, you know, you, you got to be realistic and, and tempered. So it's it's an uphill fight. But, um, yeah. but I mean, to me, that's what it's about. It's not about waffle and tread, right? It's yeah. about an honesty factor in, in a system that is, uh, you know, honestly, going to be the death of the American dream if nothing's done. And that's the truth. I don't want to be dramatic, but it's the truth. Um, it's yeah. it's why bother, you know, yeah. if, if you're going to just wait for one big guy. There's also something for karma. I think karma will play some part in this. And and also the space. There's people in the space, man, that um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not. I, I Listen, for the consumer, for the guys out there interested in AKs, I hope that all of this uh, competition gets better guns, better prices, but I think this could all change very quickly. And yeah, like we're talking about PSA, man, they're they're doing like high quality stuff, you know, very good prices out there. They well, are looking to crush. I mean, they're, they're actually listening, right? Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. hang on the AK files and the AK groups, it was like all these angry kids that were ignored, right? It's some, they were the middle child syndrome. I'm a middle child, though, but <laughs> where it's, you know, I have no voice. No one hears me. You know, um, you know, everyone's paying attention to the ARs and everything else. For years, it was just like this resentment and anger towards the manufacturers, especially U.S. manufacturers, right? Because it mm-hmm. was like, hello, you're not listening. Um, and a lot of people stepped out on a limb and bought first-generation rifles. And PSA acknowledges they had issues. And, you know, each company had issues. But PSA is listening. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the recipe is pretty simple. And their competitors don't really want to hear it. But if you listen to your consumers and you acknowledge if you made a mistake, and I will say this as well, even if with friends, I think, you know, PSA could do more to acknowledge some mistakes. They know it. Um, I don't have personal, too much personal knowledge on it, but 
you just stand up and say, Hey, I messed up. This is what I can do about it. Um, that goes a long way. You know what I mean? Like it, it just, you don't see that in the gun industry. I mean, you got a lot of the big pistol manufacturers that use consumers as their test market and they still get awarded contracts and it's just, they bl- you know, glance past issues. And it's just, I think, um, I don't know, I think does that resemble, does that resemble SIG? I don't know. If that... <laughs> I didn't say a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah. I don't know. To me, honesty yeah. sells, I think, you know, with the rise of, uh, the power that someone like yourself, Hank, has now, and you know, just look at outside the gun industry, the power of social media. I think people are drawn to, you know, just transparency and honesty. Right? Yeah. If you mess up, I have faith that you're going to go. Look, I messed up. Like mm-hmm. people dig that. It's, yeah. You don't see it from companies, though. It's look at our gun bunnies or look at our tactical guides, and you know, they're shooting and it's cool. And you know, here's our 40 paid chills. They're saying it's cool and buy our stuff. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I think ultimately, like you said, information is the thing. And the, the consumers out there are getting more and more educated and understanding these things. And I think when they hear these stories and then they start to realize like, oh, because people um, people obviously buy the product. But I think they buy the people behind that product more so. Right. So when you start seeing the people behind a product yeah. and you like those guys, you're like, hey, I'm going to get behind these guys and support them. At the same time, if you hate those guys and you don't appreciate how they roll, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I am not supporting those guys. Just ask HK. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think this industry, honestly, Palmetto is uh, is is love them or hate them. I mean, they're making noise and, uh, you know, they've done a lot to upset it. So I yeah. just keep watching Palmetto. I think they're kind of doing having the biggest impact on the industry and, and yes it's it's sad to see some AR manufacturers some of our customers that were buying thousands of our grips no longer exist uh there's a downside to it but um <laughs> you know i think for average american now it's taking two three hundred dollars off the cost of an ar right i mean yeah go ahead well, what are you going to say we're thousands of AR, thousands of AR manufacturers. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, what was an AR manufacturer, right? They, the they were all, they, everybody, name, right? Yeah, yeah they, everyone. They were all in the Hillary plan, and, and the yeah. Hillary didn't yeah. get elected. So you know, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. The market. It, it, this it, is it, how it, the market works. Yeah. Um, I mean, Palm, yeah. the, the AR industry is still riding that. T- that wave is still going. It hasn't stopped yet. I mean, as far as prices go, the prices are creeping up, but the wave is still, you can't, you can, you can lower, if you lower the, oh, I'll say this. Once we have a get, lot of product in the market. That's why, Walt, because well, once there's still a lot of guns out there. That, yeah. You know, once you get used to something at 350 dollars $500, if you back it up to 1500 bucks, nope. you might as well close, you might as well just <laughs> tell your employees to go home and close the door. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? Like so much of this industry is driven by marketing, right? I mean, we all go around chat show and we all see it as noise. I mean, I think everyone here has probably been there, what, five times, if not 10, right? Mm-hmm. We're probably decade, 10 year guys. And it's just noise to me, like, you know, and that's kind of our brand MO Hank was alluding to earlier and joking and Brandon's now in the chat, right? All these guys can attest to, I say, break my stuff. Cause what I want to do is show the world why I'm at, I don't want to fight with a consumer and go, you know, your magazine should be $10, right? That's not a fight I'm going to take up. I believe it's worth what I sell it for. Um, and I'm going to show you why. So to someone that wants to sell a $15, $100 AR, I think there's a place in the market for that. Can you sell tens of thousands of them? No, but yeah. you know, are there guys I know that I sell grips to and hang out with and talk to that sell $1,500 ARs and are still in business? Yes. 
you know, they have niche companies, but they show what makes their system special, right? Yeah. And and they probably do something a little different yeah. than everybody. And and Correct. some of those guys were in there longer than others, so they built a brand. I know people. The, let me tell you, most of the guys who jumped in on the tail end of that Obama run, they're out of that. They have shut down production. It, the ones, the, a lot of them suffer from the fact that they were they were not in the gun business before Obama. Mm-hmm. And so, then they just hire someone else to make a variance, and all they yeah. made was maybe their own handguard, and they put yeah. together other people's yeah. parts, even if they did that. And that was an AR brand, right? Yeah. I mean, it, they had no concept of how it was normally. Yeah, they also did it. Yeah, they didn't know they didn't know the customers, etc. And I think there is something to look. You know what? I hope in the video that I'm going to do, I catch the look on Walter and Babyface's faces. Because they were really pissed off that we destroyed these magazines. Oh no, I wasn't pissed <laughs> off. I'm just, yeah. I, I just, it's like you're destroying good I magazines Hank, for I no Hank reason. I would get you more, Walter. I, I promise no, I'll no, get no, you no, a no, rod I, banana mag too. No, so no, can... not not that. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I mean, I've I've seen some, and I always bring this up: dragging an AK behind a truck down a rock road. Is that supposed to be a test? Mm. <laughs> test. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's that's just it's just straight up abuse, you know. That's what it is, you know. So yeah, anything oh, will doubt. fail. Anything yes. will fail if you touch 100%. it. If you do yeah. it hard enough. Absolutely. I think that's you know what I mean. Okay, Walter, that sounds so logical and simple, but I don't think everyone understands that. And what you, so what you really want to know, like what I want to know about things, is like okay, when this thing fails, what does it do? How does it fail? Does it fail dramatically? You know, can you still, if this is the only magazine that you walked out into the woods with and got into the zombie apocalypse, you know, are you totally done now? Is your AK a piece of metal? You know, are you just throwing the bullets around or, you know, can you do something with it? I think that's interesting. But yes, I agree with you. Of course, if you drive it over with a tank, smash it with a sledgehammer, you know, uh, <laughs> drop a tree stump on it or have a big, a big, massive dude throw this thing at a metal, at a steel, steel. Something's going to break. Building. Yes, things are going to break. And, and uh, now what? And, uh, you know, I think that that has a. That also has entertainment value to it, of course. Well, when you, yeah, to me, yeah. when you make a best in category, whether that's best for the money or best period or best, you know, hits Xbox, you know, your best marketing is the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the break my stuff thing comes from. Is yeah, you know, I prefer it when you're breaking, you know, my competition's like doing the same torture to the competition so people can see, but at the same time, it's. You know, that's how I like to market. I like to market as the truth. If a product's designed to go to the grave and back, I'm going to tell you. If it's not, I'm going to tell you, right? Yeah. Um, we try and bring unique niche products to the industry that have a reason to exist is kind of what we stick behind is, you know, yeah. um, our, we have some products that aren't designed to take the grave and back, right? Like our our smart laser, that's designed as the ultimate nightstand tool for average American. And Hank, you're going to get one out in the near future to check out and share with your audience. But yeah, I checked you know, it out at uh, SHOT Show. Let me see. I should look and see if I've got uh, uh, pictures of it. Also, by the way, real quick, Opt Out of Gun Control says it was interesting. Who? That's our gorilla, by the way. <laughs> hey, gorilla. Yeah. Uh, if you see him, uh, Walter, Patrick, am I making this up? He's a big Dude, boy. I don't even want to bump into him accidentally. 
<laughs> He's, He's pretty... got a very authoritative grip. I have to say that. He's pretty solid. I don't know what the hell. I don't know where he came from. I don't know. If he's some kind of anomaly in the bloodline or what, but he's a he's a tough guy. Uh, he says it was interesting how well some of the magazines still perform, knowing we trashed them. So um, let me see if I could pull up the laser here. Also, one of the things. We, so you know what? At some point here, we should try to get into the conversation of what prototype we want to work on. Yeah. I know Babyface wants an AK seventy four mag. Have we uh, AK seventy four mag? I mean, that's something that. The second the market's there, we're jumping on it, right? Um, obviously, if the litigation um, goes away and we get our money back, then yeah. that's even cooler. But okay. we're, we're going to go that way. As long as the market gets there, there will be an X-Tech AK-74 mag, whether that's 2020, 2021. Okay. Uh, okay. It, it will be there if the market accepts the platform, right? What we need is PSA 74 to be great. If you know The other guys, if when they make them, they need them to be great. They need to work, listen to consumers. Same things, you know, the PSA is kind of leading the way in uh, right now in the 47 category. For American guys, believe me, I'm I'm a comblock guy at heart, but the reality is those imports, you know, we've seen what the prices are, right? I mean, companies like Zestava and Arsenal, they just go higher and higher and higher. And now you've got, you know, probably your best value import is from WBP, right, brought in by Atlantic. Um, and from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, someone, those have never been used in military use. They're not. They're a commercial company out of Poland. So... You know, U.S. getting there on their own needs to happen. And I'm not telling people to go out and buy American-made um, AKs. I'm just saying, you know, take a look and, and do your own homework, but don't write them off, you know. Okay. All right. Someone uh, keeps saying PS90 Magazine Lower, and I think it's a got the big man. So uh, PS90 is an interesting magazine. Magazine um, Lower. PS90 Magazine <laughs> that's a, Lower. That's the weirdest magazine I've ever handled in my life. Are you familiar with that magazine? Yes, uh, I am. It's flat. <laughs> well, it's a flat top mag, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then it loads. I'm trying to remember it. It's somewhere in the middle. You push it, yeah. or so, somewhere on the top. You push the rounds in. Yeah, you might good. you might you might be uh you might be inventorying those for a while. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, the, the thing here is we'll make one, right? Yeah. We'll make we'll make we'll design one, and uh, I'm not I'm not planning to build tooling on it. I mean, if these guys all wanted to buy a thousand eats that are watching right now and write me checks, then we can talk. Uh, but so okay, what's the parameters? What's the parameters that we're looking at for this then? And then we'll so, get we'll get ideas from people. Just tell us the I parameters. Mean, I honestly would suggest something more down the lines of an invention, right? Um, versus mm-hmm. uh, make a magazine. I mean, I think we've established we can do that, um, mm-hmm. and that's a more of a simple process, right? You don't have to involve as much IP search on it and patents. Okay. I think uh, you know something that um, you know maybe a, a like the idea in my head is like a multifunctional bipod or a multifunctional grip or or mm-hmm. you know something down the lines that it. X that does something else um, would be pretty cool. Um, oh, I'm down to make a mag. I don't want to say no. I think people that follow us and know me in the AK groups and stuff, um, you know, we have to make something called an F Jerry magazine for Kalash Bash because I told people I'd make whatever they asked for. And again, mm-hmm. I've wasted like 20 hours of my life trying to find someone that's willing to make that magazine. F um, so <laughs> we will do what they want, but um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be more uh, educational and a more benefit to the home inventor or the person with the product idea. If okay. we did something a little more novel than a magazine. Flying Rich um, says a pick rail mount bear holder with a swivel. We're down. We're down. Um, I mean, that one I would say keep around. Why not? Um, yeah. We can do that. 
Multi-purpose, multi-purpose. Okay, so there you go. That's the parameters. Walter, if you have an idea, Patrick, if you have an idea, I know the only thing you're thinking, AK-74 magazines. So um, what about a, well, I mean, flashlights are not a new invention, but what about about a multi-purpose flashlight? (laughs) I'm down. I mean, what, I, I mean, what, I, what, what, what something comes to mind that uh, <laughs> I don't know. It might be cool to have like a flashlight that's also a holder of things, like maybe a flashlight, but you could put keys in it or something like that. You could put little tools, like an AR tool, maybe a little metal AR tool. You could just because I always have. Let me. Okay, so here's the thing. Let's try to think practically, and everyone could throw up their ideas. I'm gonna throw up the crazy ideas first, so no one else looks crazy except me. What? Um, so more shit to put in your pockets. Do I want to shoot my pockets? Uh, no, I said more shit to put in your pockets. Well, so here's what I'm saying. Okay, Flying Rich says I know 30 round mag for 10 millimeter high point. <laughs> well, don't let. No, wait a minute. Don't laugh about the high point. High. Um, <laughs> the yeet cannon, or <laughs> don't laugh no. about a high point high capacity magazine. You sell a shitload of. Yeah. That. Okay. Okay. Do, have you thought about that, Jeremy? I- I haven't. I mean, that's that's kind of. I mean, that would be a a toss up. I'm down to do it. That would be a very easy one for my uh, my engineers because what we do there is just do an extender for the existing mag, like we've done. Mm -hmm. You know, Hank, you've seen them. I think we got an awesome design on mag extenders that is the best in the world. There's some out there already where they hook another one on. It's kind of at an angle, and it's just kind yeah. Of- that's but you've got to pull it out and flip it over. Okay, so listen. So here's my thing. We uh, and I want people to give up their ideas here. But uh, let's think of something along the lines of EDC. Can we if we're gonna if we're gonna take this shot? Can we do something practical? EDC. What's always in your in your pockets? Your wallet? Like okay, right now I'm gonna take everything out of my wallet. Okay, I got a wallet. I know people say the wallet's too big. I get it. I I have a flashlight. That's in my pocket always. Okay. I got a knife. There's my knife right there. Custom Hank Strange Microtech. Shout out to those guys. Okay. So uh, let me see. Oh, I got chapstick. Very important. <laughs> Especially for the, you know, the lip enhanced. Come on. Those, come, on those, come on. No Botox, by the way, in there. So that's pretty much what's in my pocket. Oh, wait. I have a, I got a, a, a magazine. I can't show. I, obviously, I can't show my... Uh, my gun or anything like that, and I've got a gun on me. So why don't we think of something like that, that you can maybe replace a couple of these things that you have and make it more practical. And everyone should have a flashlight on them. Everyone, always, at all times. Patrick's not gonna back me up on this. Cause if he's not getting his AK-74 mag. No, I like flashlights, is that what you were saying? (laughs) No, what I'm saying is like maybe, a, okay, obviously a flashlight already, flashlights already exist, but something that's, let's say maybe like a flashlight, but you could store other stuff in there that you might need. Yeah. Well, you could put some how, keys in point, there. I mean, I'm just, I'm just throwing some okay. arguments to this flashlight holder thing. What point does it not become something you stick in your pocket? Yeah, I know, if it gets too bulky. I mean, I mean okay, take, take old school mag light, drop this in the front of it, and the back is all empty, and you got your thing. You got what you're talking about. Your little, you, you got your flashlight in the front, and your uh, cartridge thing, and your, your mm-hmm. carrier in the back. You know, I don't yeah. Know you. Harry's nice holster flashlight combo. Yeah. yeah, Harry's holster says a slim EDC wallet that doesn't suck. <laughs> slim EDC wallet that doesn't. <laughs> One suck. One man's not suck is another man's yeah. suck. 
your next donor says my phone has a flashlight on it. An uh, AK style magazine that dispenses Pez or chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny Kamikaze says chapstick flashlight call the stranger. <laughs> chapstick <laughs> flashlight. Um, Come on, keep them coming, guys. Yeah, opt out of gun control said that one. Let's see, knife flashlight. Best car combo. steel pattern. My my Seraco guy would love that. He's, yeah, best car steel. Best car chips. Hit up We Plead the second if you want best car. I don't know. Uh, okay. I don't understand that still. I, I don't know what that even yeah. is, but I've so, seen. It. Yeah. The, oh, you don't know about the best car steel? You don't know about this from the Mandalorian? Uh, yeah, Mandalorian. Baby Yoda. Sorry. Sorry. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, Walter. All what's... respect lost right there. <laughs> uh, Jason St. Pierre says, I don't care what you make unless it's quick release. Um, so what about, uh, what, what, what do you think, Walter? What do you think here? What's I, your idea? I, I'm drawing a blank. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, uh, I, all I can think of is just remember what Magpul started with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magpul. Yeah. yeah, simple. I, mean, I remember. Simple. I remember. I can remember. And this is, goes back. Mm-hmm. I can remember when Magpul was in, in a, in a, in a ten by ten booth. Mm-hmm. They had that Magpul, and I was going. That's all they had. Okay, that's kind <laughs> of interesting. Okay, and then it went from Magpul yeah. to this to that to this to that. If you could and go it, back in a time machine, Walter. Well, I mean, I'm just, all I'm saying is, you know, that's sometimes it starts simple like that. You just got to and and and. To start simple and to make it work, sometimes you have to be in the right uh, time. You know, mm-hmm. if if you like Daniel Defense and handguards and things like that, if mm-hmm. you fall into that time frame right, and things and the, all the planets line up, then it works. But if if you come up with the magpole and nobody wants a magpole because um, the war's over, so to mm-hmm. speak, mm-hmm. thing. Um, mm-hmm. Then you're going to be mag pulling all by yourself in the corner someplace. So, mm-hmm. I, mean, you know, I mean, it's like. Well, and there's a lot of examples in the industry, right? Of that, like, you know, I have, I'm, I, you know, know some of the folks over at X Products, and um, you know, they've been good to me. And obviously, there was some, some contra- there was controversy a couple of years ago, but you know, like their product line, $180 drum as a starting price, uh, that would never have a place in the market. I, I'm convinced they would never be able to build a brand if not for when they showed up at Shaw Show with a 50 round drum, right? <laughs> And they right. did a couple million dollars in orders right there because of the the threat of them being outlawed, right? So it, it is a right time, right place industry. It can be, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, a mag cooler that has a place for a flashlight and a knife and a money clip. That's something. Interesting. And my guys would dig that. That's a functional where you'd see 17 prototypes made so they could keep them for themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, Eric Hammond says uh, extra mag holder that can be configured to fit uh, in the waistband or pocket. Uh, okay. Like that might already be out there. Yeah. It kind of sounds like the ultimate, like modern tactical fanny pack is what American Freedom Outdoors is discussing. The fanny packs are coming back. Fanny packs are. I, I I've always joked about the tactical fanny pack. Everybody, everything like for that. Because I mean, everyone wants to look like the bad guy in a you know John Wick movie and call themselves a gray man, right? Yeah. Um, but I think the best gray man would be, you know, uh, a fanny pack. Yeah. I, I think How about a fanny pack that looks like those? Uh, you know, when you have those, uh, there's a oh, what is this? It's like you always see it in movies, the explosive thing that they. Claymore. Claymore. Yeah, Claymore. A Claymore that looks wow. like a fanny pack that looks like a Claymore. I mean, I've got a guy that likes to make them in his 
place in Texas. So we yeah. So just guarantees you get arrested. <laughs> when you, you know, <laughs> like when they see that, they're like, oh no, you are under arrest, sir. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Uh, it's something. Uh, let's see. I like the I like the multi multi purpose approach of the. Uh, I remember what it all was. What money clip flashlight knife in a fanny pack. Yeah. It's kind of some funky... kind of Batman esque tool. Yeah. Uh, can we do some kind of Batman esque tool? Oh, I've got a good idea, but I don't know. You guys might not like this. You know, something that you could put you can like appendix carry, so it looks like your junk is bigger, but it's for storing. <laughs> Extra storage. <laughs> Maybe you can hang your flashlight down. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Hey, is that your flashlight? <laughs> Happy to see me. You know? Come on. Harry's holster says, "How about one product that does one purpose? It does it really well." And uh, is your six covered? Says was X Tech at IV eighty eight eighty eight last range day. I did hit up Brandy. Have not heard back yet. So I. Oh, you have. You've never been out to. there. I have not. Oh, okay. Um, Brandon was bugging me about coming out. I okay. think it was Brandon. Yeah. If it wasn't you, Brandon, I apologize, but I yeah. think it was. <laughs> if you, you know, if you're interested, I could definitely get you into that. I, I uh, just hit me up, or I'll I'll make an introduction for you. Cool. Yeah, yeah I sent her an email, but have not uh, yeah. gotten word back yet. Yeah. So if you can um, ping her, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, Brian Quick says a fanny pack is great to carry your what is it hog leg when at the beach in nothing but a bikini. <laughs> Uh, Uncle Mike says a fanny pack that you wear in the front with level 3A armor backing. <laughs> all, the, all the armor flops down is to cover yeah. your junk. Yeah. And then Uncle Mike says, Hank, that's what the pocket in your tidy whiteies is for. <laughs> oh, boy. Hang the Olight tactical orange near your basket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's a listen. We, you guys have to come up with something. We'll we'll think about this a little bit more. Obviously, we'll have to think of this. Maybe I'll pull out a snippet or something like that, throw it up on the interwebs, and let everyone comment on it. And then you know we'll come up with something. How about can we make a really good polymer knife that's undetectable? I like that. So um, the answer is I think so. Um, when I say really good, the question is how well it holds an edge. Um, and obviously it's not going to be as good as some of the metallurgy technologies out there, but, um, yeah, we've actually been asked by some folks, uh, to make a dive knife, um, and due to weight and non-corrosive properties, um, at least like a a backup dive knife for a certain group of folks. Um, and you know, um, I, I've actually made some scalpels uh for the uh cutting nerves out of your spine before so we've done it out of all polymer um it's scalpels for cutting nerves out of your spine yeah so not x-tech right again i have another hat so uh, okay people that know me and how i make a living um you know in part right the two Mm. public personas is uh you know we we deal with uh helping you know both sides of it right like (laughs) tools to work and then tools to fix right so mm-hmm. um you know med device is a core market for me um so yeah we've, we've made a blade out of 100 percent polymer hmm. and then actually another program i was involved involved in and in um and still am is uh for female joggers there's a, a blade it's not overly sharp but it's enough to screw you up yeah um called go guarded like, okay you don't yeah you don't really need you don't need a lot because you just even a pressure no. tool 
could you need do a lot of damage. Yeah. Poking edge and, and a little bit of force and get the. Job. Yeah, the, the challenge with that is to make it. I mean, we could design a really cool knife, um, but to make it, we'd have to do tooling, right? So, and then you know, um, the polymers we use, you'd have to require some special tooling to handle that high temperature um, polymer used. So, we'd have to go all the way to building a mold for that knife. But it actually is a market we've looked at. Um, and mm. and knives are a market we've actually looked at a lot with a totally different take on it. Um, mm. And I would say, you know, in the next three years, uh, expect a whole product line. Uh, it may be a little longer, obviously, with what else we're dealing with. But mm-hmm. we have already been in works for about two years now on conceptualizing and uh, um, a line of EDC um, blades um, really designed uh a different take on it than I think it's on the market today. I think you can get close to it for a lot of money and a mm-hmm. lot of homework and some custom stuff, but there's no mass market out there. Are you saying no yeah. to the knife idea? Is that what's happening? I, I am not. I'm saying oh. I'm all about it, actually. Okay. Um, and it's something okay. that I've, I've researched quite a bit. Oh, okay. So this is a maybe. The knife thing is something I've wanted to do uh, for two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, a buddy of ours is a former ordinance guy at a team, too, and uh, that's where, you know... He originally pitched me on it, and him and I have been talking for a while on the topic. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, the knife thing's very intriguing to me. Yeah, go ahead, Patrick. With those guys, is there you're, you're coming in quiet. You got to get a little closer to the mic. Sorry. What are you doing with the microphone over there? Oh, he pulled the plug out. The microphone came out. Oh, Any yeah, better at all? It's perfect now. <laughs> I literally unplugged and replugged. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, is there so with the with the the team guys? Is there a market for a blade that is non magnetic, non conductive? Is that what they're looking for? Yeah. Weight weight's a big thing. Right? Oh, weight's um, okay. weight's weight's a big thing. Um, okay. Yeah, something they can carry as a spare. I mean, as as you can imagine, when you're underwater in dark environments, mm. uh, mm-hmm. things get lost, things get tangled around things when you tie ropes to them. You know, you plan for everything bad to happen when you're yeah. you know work do that for a living, right? So uh, this would be a, a backup, um, would be the initial objective. And if we can make it good enough, then it maybe would become a primary. Yeah. Um, but definitely something we played with. It's just holding an edge is the question, right? And you can't, the one problem with that is you can't prove the concept. I mean, obviously we can design something that looks epic, right? Or, or, or it looks like it will work. But until you, to get one, you have to build a mold, right? A prototype's not going to tell you if mm-hmm. you're close or far, right? So, and then build the mold, you have to be something that can use, uh, like I said, a very high temp material that even your hoses have to be exotic, right? Because you're running so hot, the hose comes loose, steam can actually, you know, destroy someone's life. So mm-hmm. you have to, there's a lot of capital expenditures in the front of it. Although it's not, it's again, I've never, it's never been crossed off my list. It's just been a hmm. little bit on the back burner. Yeah. It would be interesting for joggers and, and stuff like that. Like you said, you know, I mean, like when people are out there, they've got usually very tight stuff. They don't want a lot of weight. Just something you could tuck in. Maybe it doesn't cut you or whatever, but if you get into a little tussle up close, you can ap- apply some serious uh, damage to someone else, you know? Um, yeah, and something that kind of, you know, conform to the body better than what's out there, right? Again, mm-hmm. I think you can get to a similar solution to what I'm, I kind of see as the core of the um, EDC knives I would want to make. Mm-hmm. Um if, if you go, if you're all in, right, if you're spending a you know, couple hundred bucks on a knife or let's say $80 at a minimum on a knife and then another 80 on a holster, you could get in the ballpark of what I'm discussing. But what I'm discussing is actually a complete system where it's, mm-hmm. you know, collectively 50 bucks gets you to the same net equivalent because mm-hmm. uh, it's mass produced. Right. 
So I a hundred percent believe in, you know, cause a folder to me, you know, to make a good folder, obviously you got a lot more cost, right? Um, unless you go to China, which I prefer not to, we have one product made in China, everything else hundred percent made in the U S and our lasers only made in China. You just have to, right. Or it's a thousand dollars. But mm-hmm. I, I think there, there is, and to your point, like there's a need to have something where average Joe can walk in and go, Hey, you know, for $50, I can get a quality piece of kit. That's another bat, something I'm actually going to carry every day. Let's look at it that way. Right. Or when I need to be discreet, um, and whether it's all polymer or steel at that point, I think, uh, you know, there's just a lack of stuff out there, unless you're that really educated consumer that has some coin that can go chase down, you know, and, and trial and error. Cause as we know, nice retention holsters with Kydex and knives, um, they're hit and missed, right? The mm-hmm. Kydex process, um, mm-hmm. based on how it's made it. Oh, do we I think we might've lost just, him. Yeah. Did he just freeze up? Uh, yep. J, JP from blue rifle society while we're waiting for Jeremy says, I would like something that clips onto an M1 carbine bayonet lug so I could put a light onto it. That'd be interesting. Huh. I mean, just, uh, it's very niche though. Yeah. <laughs> we could do rail adapter or something. Yeah. Let's see. We should be, uh, okay. He says his computer decided to reboot. We'll wait for him. We've got I some love, time here. I love when windows or Mac decides, <laughs> Hey, it's time to update and you yeah. have to sit through this right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe an auto update or something like that going on. Um, Len Holt says, or any bayonet lug. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there would be a big uh, market for that. Although it does sound cool. Um, Brian Quick says, "How about a good EDC knife with provisions for pepper spray?" Well, that uh, that, that puts it out of half the market. While while we're here waiting, uh, Walter, mm-hmm. did you see my Instagram post? Um, I will show it to the screen here. Oh, that on, is I'll a pile you... of. Oh yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes. Oh, you took I something finally... apart. I already talked to you about this, Hank. What do you mean? You sound surprised. <laughs> I finally got that uh, Marlin 38 completely disassembled. It took me a lot of screwing around because back in the 20s, they like to pin every little thing to the receiver. So I had to soak it in, in croil for like four days to try to knock out all those tiny little pins out because none of them, of course, wanted to come out. Mm. But I did get it done. Um, so it's all in pieces. I found a broken screw that I'm gonna have to buy and, um, or if I can't buy one, I'll have to try to make one. Um, and then we're going to start rebluing it. So what a disaster. So now you've got, so now you got to pin this whole thing back together. Is that what you're saying? It it all has to get pinned. No, no, it's everything that's inside the receiver is, has pins that are like through pins that hold all the pieces together. Okay. So I'm, yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out where every little damn pin goes with every little piece of that receiver. No, it'll be fun. Did you take pictures along the way? As I you took just... video of the whole thing because okay. I was like, I know I'm gonna need this <laughs> later on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Um, let's see. We got Jeremy back. Oh wait, we got him back. Okay, hold on. Yep. Hey guys, I'm on my phone at the moment. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get my computer back up and going. All Windows right. or Mac? Uh. Windows. Did it just uh, decide it's time to do an update? Is that what it I, said? Yeah, I guess so. Nope. It just randomly was like restarting, and I'm like, no. Yeah. Don't. yeah. <laughs> I love that Windows just knows that you're in the middle of something important, and now was, is the time to restart. I was, I was inspired by my daughter and was like, I'll download the app on my phone. Otherwise, it'd be like, panic. I know nothing. What do I do? Yeah. And uh, so somehow, I'm very proud of 
if you can't tell for yeah. the download. Yeah. But um, <laughs> DCG, there's still ideas coming in, by the way. DCG44 says magazine base plate with a COB type LED light. Hmm. So you can you can you want replace a light in your basement. Yeah, so I guess you can replace that, and then there's a light on there, I guess. Down okay. There. But if I'm you take the magazine out, lights. yeah, yeah. At least it's not a fanny pack. <laughs> fanny packs are coming back, man. You'd be surprised. High-end uh, designers bringing in fanny packs. Uh, Dolce Gabbana. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, when I say it, I'm not saying mm -hmm. it. I don't doubt you're saying this, but everything makes the big cycle, especially in fashion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like like uh running pants or jogging pants or all that stuff all those all those goofy trends all come back around again mm -hmm. oh, okay all right there you now go. we're back okay all right <laughs> you got to turn your camera back on too it's on camera on. oh wait i don't see his um... oh hank with the software that doesn't like you oh boy <laughs> yeah let me um for some reason, it's not showing. Take your camera on and off if you don't mind. Just take your camera off and put it back on if that's possible. And then maybe we will. Oh, do we? Oops. Oh, okay. and he's. Oh, there uh, he's back. And we got it. Back. There we go. See? What? I'm trying to I think know. if there's anything. I'm guessing combined. somewhere in the background it gave me a warning, but it was just it like. <laughs> yeah, Windows, <laughs> Windows likes to do that, but hide it and then go, okay, we're turning off now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, All right. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep the ideas flowing in here. We'll keep the ideas flowing in. So what uh, stuff is in the future that we haven't talked about uh, from you guys? I know you did show me the laser. You don't happen to have one there. I was looking. I got too many pictures to can scroll you, through from shots. Can you oh, explain what that is? I, I was curious. You, you mentioned it, but I don't know what you mean by smart laser. So uh, this is a technology for a company that um, I've been involved with for years. Uh, they, they started with. So it's coming called Smart Firearms, which is uh, not involved in the marketing, although I'm not a good marketer myself, but uh, most people don't know about it. Um, but Smart Firearms makes the best, hands down, uh, training pistol, in my opinion, in the market. But um, so anyway, he has a technology where if you enter the trigger guard area, it you know sends a signal to something and activates something, right? So he has a utility patent there. Mm -hmm. So we licensed his utility patent and created this product, which is. Um, you know, similar to offerings you have from like Viridian and Crimson Trace uh, in the way it can work, which is you push a button and it turns on, turns off. I'm just uh, taking out the package here and installing it real quick. I know we can't show certain things on hmm. these videos, but I will get this battery door on and then walk so you guys through. I'm guessing this, special. with that licensing technology, you put your finger in and boop. That's, so yes, that's, that's how part it, of that's it. That's how it usually happens, Patrick. I thought we had the birds <laughs> with bees conversation so, with you. Oh lord! <laughs> so you can tap either. The, you've got two power buttons, one on each side, right? So it's a 200 lumen light uh, green laser. My partner's always correct me. It's like 186 lumen light, and I explained that like everyone else is 180 something. That says 200. That's just kind of what it is. Lab testing, but. If you hold down either power button for three seconds for the next 14 hours, these little red lights are going to be on. What this means is if your finger, you can go in straight into the trigger guard, right? And this is going to turn Whoa. on. <laughs> um, but if you're, you, if you're searching and I was holding a firearm here, you could see I can use my offhand thumb to activate it. So I don't, this would be into the trigger guard over here, but I only have to come to the edge here. So if I'm searching, it's offhand thumb. 
If I go into the guard, so you're not disclosing location, it comes on when you want it on. They're independently adjustable. There's five different modes between light only, laser only, light laser, you know. And again, our you'll see our marketing once we roll into steam on this one, um, which it is in the market now. We just haven't really began the full marketing push. Is uh, that it's the Why? ultimate tool for the night, average nightstand American. Or Why have I never realized that I need that? Like, that's the <laughs> coolest idea ever. <laughs> No, it's, yeah. it's a lot of, I mean, it's, it's three years in the making for us. Um, <laughs> I like you, know, you we, wave we, your hand over it and it goes off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I moved the packaging here behind yeah. it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so it doesn't judge gloves. Right. And, uh, and I mean this with all respect, it's also not racist. Like a lot of sensor technologies are right. So, <laughs> so it doesn't care about your skin tone, um, yeah. <laughs> it, which actually is a thing, right. When you're developing uh, infrared technology. So, um, this Iteration again uh, requires a custom Kydex holster. It's a little bit too big for your average tack light holsters, but it really it was designed for the average Americans nightstand, you know. And uh, yeah, just keep you know, waving us, keep doing this, right? Yeah. Um, so that that gets rid of the necessity. So like a lot of these kinds of things, you still have to somehow touch it, you know. So right. which is the thing that you're not going to do under pressure necessarily? Well, what are people going to do, right? If you have our competitors on your pistol, you hear a bump in the night. That's all I can show. But (laughs) I have I have little hands, and sometimes I have trouble getting my fingers to actuate the the plastic because my Mm -hmm. fingers are aren't long enough to hit the button on some of these, depending on the firearm and the setup. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that'd be really just kind of boop, and it's on. It's it's cool. Yeah, so those are $180. Like I said, they're selling now. We're going to share more about it. Um, If the technology takes off like we think it will, you'll see a light-only version. We've had a lot of uh, LE agencies come to us and say, hey, make it 800 lumen minimum light. Get rid of the laser. We don't want 10 guys crashing into a building and wondering whose laser is whose. That doesn't work. We've got requests from some uh, military groups for infrared laser only, where only can be seen with night vision. So there's, there's excitement about the technology and around the technology. Um, you know, this isn't, it's water resistant, not waterproof. It's, you know, we're not going to drop it off a building and tell you it's still going to work. Um, you know, so again, we'd like to market around this, the standpoint of truth, right? So, and the 14 hours was you push it for three seconds. The general concept in the features that I defined we had to hit was training you to do new things in a blue skies environment, right? If that makes sense before bad things happen. So get into the habit of before you go to bed at night, hold it down for three seconds, it's there, it's ready. Does everyone need it? Would I would I tell you everyone needs this product? No, if you're gonna go out and train and shoot, you know, whatever ground count in the thousands a year, and your instructor zero that can close your eyes and chop off your night sights and still hit a flagpole at 25 feet, you don't need this. But I think, you know, for me, it's a tool that knowing it's next to my wife's nightstand when I travel and gives her more confidence to uh, clear a house. Because disclosure location is a huge thing most Americans will never even think about, right? But if I have a knife and I'm an intruder in your home and you're walking around with your flashlight on and waving it everywhere and show me where you are, well, guess what? You just gave the complete advantage to me to ambush you, right? So having the light not come on before you're ready um, you know, being able to keep your fingers safe. That's why ambidextrous offhand thumb was critical. So we, we think it's definitely a new take. We think there's a lot of validity to it and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, opt out of gun control. I'm just going to get some comments in here. Opt out of gun control says I have concerns about anything that trains you to put your finger in the trigger guard when you, and, and I think we've addressed that completely and Hank's handled the product. He'll handle it more. We, I a hundred percent agree with you. If you just go straight in, it's going to come on, right? But you don't have to, and Hank can attest to that. You slide that forward thumb. You're from clench. Your forward thumb's going to do this. It's not pulling a trigger. 
So I totally agree with you, and I believe that's been addressed with the iteration, but very valid point. And it was honestly that added a year to development cycle for us to get it to reliably work. So I 100% agree with you. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get one out here. We'll mess around with it, test it, etc. We won't destroy it. Well, we'll see. But I think Mr. Crump, yeah. if he's still hanging out, has yeah. he's, he has one. He's one of the few that has one. Yeah, we won't uh, drive it over with a tank or anything like that. Walter. I mean, you can just you know <laughs> say that Jeremy said it would fail, right? Yeah, oh, it's gonna, it's you're gonna, only going to be able to do it once. Yeah, it's gonna you're definitely, yeah, you're not yeah. you're not disputing my marketing on that one. Yeah, right? it's no, gonna, no. Yeah. no, it's going to definitely <laughs> fail on that one. Um, so let's see if I don't know if there's any other questions on that. Harry's holster says a tourniquet that can be carried on the body reasonably easily, but uh, would get TCCC approved. I'm not sure what the TCCCCC is. I'm guessing it's a lab or something. Yeah. 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 And opt out of gun control says, can he throw it against something? Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you can, <laughs> but I'm not telling you it won't break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you, yes, you can do whatever. You can. If you pay for it, you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. And it yeah. most no, likely it, it, will break. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's not, not durable. It's just not, you know, we're not telling military groups to go buy this as it sits right now. Right. If yeah. we did an IR one, it would prove the concept and then we'd make it a dosed up on steroids version of it. Yeah. So, and the price point on that is 180, right? Correct. Yep. All right, cool. Um, let's, I, I don't know if we want to go back. I mean, we've got a bunch of AK guys here. If you want to go back in there, um, here's something I was thinking when we were talking about the AK stuff. Where do you guys like? Where's the? Where do you see room for improvement or advancement in the AK space? Uh, I'll start with what Walter's getting secret packages delivered to him. Oh, a Klondike! Oh, dark chocolate, dark chocolate, no less. Uh, yeah. Um, in the AK world. Hmm. Yeah. What would you? What? Where do you see the AK world going in the future, Walter? That you that you would think is practical. I know some things you think yeah. are to, have totally yeah, I mean, no it, use. That's a tough one. I mean, yeah, I no. guess different different stocks. I mean, it's it's a typical. Uh, um, 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 you know, even the Russians have tried everything to get away from the regular old AK. Mm-hmm. They've tried everything in the world. Can, can I just say integrally suppressed? <sighs> it's not. It's it's not practical on an AK. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's 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 the AK. Okay, one thing AK that Molot did and that we'll never see here because of our bands we have is a quick change barrel. Molot did a quick change barrel right before the last band thing went into effect. <clears throat> or the, um, Would that know, really help any of us? Hmm. Well, I mean. Uh, I'm not rapid firing enough. Like I don't have enough money to rapid fire enough. Well, I mean, you know how people, regardless whether you rapid fire, so I want to do seven six two by thirty nine. I want to do five four five. Oh, oh, you just mean interchangeable barrels? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I thought you meant quick change like on machine guns. Yeah. No. Well, it probably could be used as that because that's been one of the problems when you go uh, when you go into like a squad automatic on an AK mm-hmm. like an PK. Mm-hmm. You can't only shoot to a point, and then it, you you burn the barrel up. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so but, interchangeable. You want like a five, five, six, five, four, five interchangeable gun that you could just. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take more than that, right? Because you might have to do magazine, some kind of. You would, right. well, you would need magazines. You would need, but the head, the the bolt carriers close. Certain cal- yeah, certain calibers will sit and certain the fits fit into certain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, if you have a seven six or a three, well, anyways, 
Yeah, it gets complicated. But anyways, that's one thing. Yeah. Um, I just want rare things. We've got that's the, my do we have someone from Japan out there? Is that, I don't know. Why are you I asking? See, there's someone. Oh, yeah, yeah, it looks like we got someone from How Japan. How did they find us? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the question I have, I mean, and I, I don't want to discredit uh, it, right? Uh, but the quick Ohio, girl, Ohio. That's um, the only. That's the only Japanese you know, I know. No, that's I, probably I, not I even Japanese. I bounced off some of the, uh, you know, kings of the AK space, if you will, right? Um, yeah. And uh, godfathers in the U.S., if you want to say that, Fuller Krebs and. Mm-hmm. and you know, they're all like, well, it's, you know, it's not going to work. It's not going to hold headspace, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, I, I would have loved to understand what Malat did and, and also get one and put it through thorough testing here in the U S but I, I would love to see, you know, uh, um, you know, things that were more, uh, compatible. And I, I think the AR stock, right. With the new age, like Walter, you know, this, right. As, as an AK guy, 10 years ago, an AR stock adapter, that was your way to get kicked out of your local AK powwow group, right? <laughs> now, now if your AK is your go-gun and you don't have an AR stock adapter, you're almost seen as behind the time. Mm-hmm. So I think we're seeing this market be more open to I thought I thought people were still hating on different kinds of AK. Yeah, see? Triangle, triangle yeah. side folder is not an AK option. AR stock guy myself. But oh. uh, other, yeah. other stocks are fine, but just that M4 stock on an AKK just makes me go like, oh. You know uh, what? Yeah. You know what you might be? That, you don't You don't need the buffer tube. You don't need yeah. that. So it's it's not an efficient... Why, why are you only going this small? When you can fold it or you can you can do something else. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah I mean, I think if you want to, you know, bench you or I guess get shoot um, with a cheek rest and things like that. I mean, there's a lot of things an air stock could do that's not being done yet. Or an AK stock, I mean. Yeah. One yeah, of them... Go ahead. If you're a bench shoot, just shoot with a regular stock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I meant I meant prone. I apologize, but yeah, uh, hey, okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, I, I agree with you. It's just unite, it's nice to see the market be more open to yeah, yeah, different I mean, ideas. Is my point? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon no- Herrera says my rifle is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Triangle side folder. I think you'll agree with me. Triangle side folder. So mm. that's so that's what I was gonna say. How come we don't see more companies making certain accessories? Like, why is it always difficult to find a triangular side folder? What, how come we can't get a really tough uh, polymer one? You, know? you can. I mean, so. and honestly, so when I started XTech, it was. Uh, you know, a lot of my assumption that was wrong would be how easy it would be to form marquee OEM partnerships on the AR platform, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the stranglehold that really Magpul had on on the major manufacturers, whereas you can't show up with a, a grip and they go, this is a better grip, um, and, uh, and get on their system because, you know, whether or not they can buy direct from a Magpul is dependent on Magpul's mood, right? So they're scared of you know, their price is going up significantly by having to buy them through distribution. And Walter knows those prices compared to OEMs, it's significant. I mean, it can be a 50 to 80% cost increase if you lose that direct buy ability. So they really create all the leverage, which is kind of, I mean, it's capitalism, right? I'm not saying they're doing anything illegal yeah. or unethical, but um, it's it creates a, a challenge. Whereas for them, right, when they were kind of coming up, um, right place, right time, it was, we have a magazine and then, OEMs replacing pre-orders for products. Many of their products you saw for the AR were pre-ordered products where they already had their CapEx covered before they came out. So then you go to the AK space, Hank, to answer your question, mm-hmm. you know, there's only one player until two, three years ago that you could even look at something like that with, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was one person that can, one company that controlled 
at least 80, and I've heard from other people even within that organization, 90% of all AKs sold. So you didn't have that partner you could go to and say, hey, if I make this, I'll only make a couple bucks a unit, but if I do, then you're going to help get the word out. I'm going to have a way to get my money back, at least a portion of it, by selling to you, manufacturer. And with mm-hmm. the Palmettos coming up and you know companies like Riley getting more popular and Klishkoff USA, and in addition to that one company, those opportunities are starting to exist. And those are meetings we're having. Um, you know, those are, those are conversations we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would love to not just stop at magazines. Um, we'd love to, you know, we have a stock concept that we think is, is really, really, really cool, hmm. uh, that we've been working on. And, uh, a I'd stock. love to, I'd love a to make stock. those. Okay. A, a stock. stock. Okay. Yeah, okay. A, an AK stock. Yep. AK stock. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see. I'll um, but you gotta, you just gotta have a way to get your money back is the bottom mm-hmm. line. I mean, it, it is, it is what it is, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we are, you know, on some of these requests, um, like five, five, six mags where it's, you know, look, I don't think there's a market to do it now. I mean, 106 is dead, but I mean, I'd love a means to find a way to crowdfund these to the point of at least being able to still captain my own ship, right. That I recently, <laughs> there's two of the found original founders left myself and, uh, and David, but, um, you know, we have investors and so forth that we have to answer to and show that we're not just, you know, mm-hmm. trying to be the people's hero all day long. We're going to have to try and make money, all right, <laughs> or we can't exist. So, yeah, um, I think in the future, though, for X-Tech, we will find a means to give people a voice, right, um, more so than we even do now. And, hey, if, if you're willing to show me that I at least have a chance to get half my money back, then, you know, then I'm down to try it, right? So, uh, but I think right now it's just hard because the noisiest segments of the market it gives you this false impression that they're really big markets and yeah and, uh, ask people with about ITAR, 10, you got a tool in the u.s 10 I millimeter know, 10, 10 millimeter, millimeter. <laughs> exactly <laughs> everybody so. wants 10 millimeter jason st pierre says how about a forearm based accessory platform let me remind everyone that's still watching us you guys we've got over 100 people watching us if you all smash the thumbs ups right now we can get over 100 because we got like got like 90 so we don't really need that many but i appreciate anyone that does let me ask this we do have a little bit of time here when are we gonna get a nice bullpup ak <laughs> nice uh, bullpup i don't yeah. think that's isn't that an oxymoron uh, <laughs> come on. What, what, who was that guy that was working on the 50 cal one or something brandon would know oh, was brandon, this guy brandon, brandon, was like, brandon is the guy not, brandon no brandon wasn't doing the bullpup there was someone oh else. That no, like, oh, you're talking about guy. that guy was his name was like Jason Jason or Saint <laughs> Saint Clark Saint Clark. Well, Brandon a, knows who we're talking about. It was a bullpup fifty cal. He had the same name. His name it was, was something. Yeah, it was yeah. something weird, and it didn't take seven six two. It was like nine millimeter or something. <laughs> Brandon weird, right? says bullpup oh, is haram. <laughs> 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 he knows. Um, Brandon knows who I'm talking about. He's uh, the guy. He knows. Name, he just doesn't. Really his name is something that. like Jason, Jason, or Saint Clark. Something. What was he like making? It was a, a bullpup 50 cal AK. He's, he, no, I, I don't think know. He was, it was Australian. Maybe it was nine mil or something. Oh, no, okay. no. There was a guy making a big, a big bullpup AK. Yeah. Yeah. There was. I mean, a guy, he had like I one. Think. There was yeah. one. Yeah. But, I kind of, I kind of know who you're talking about, but the yeah. name doesn't. Brandon's not going to tell us because he doesn't believe in bullpups. <laughs> He's just holding out. Yeah, Brandon, when are we making a Groza? I want a Groza. Oh, boy. Out there. Next uh, time he's on chat. Uh, uh, Patrick, you know what I got today? Oh, you boy. Got two side-folding receivers. Mm-hmm. You let me know how much uh, you need for one of them. I'm in, I'm in on the Groza train. <laughs> I, I, 
I'm yeah. a I'm a lefty, and I still wouldn't mind having that Lagrosa thing. You know. Yeah. I just, How many of these kits did you get? I mean, I just bought a couple receivers. Oh, no receivers. Yeah, just oh, okay. receivers. Yeah, they were the mm-hmm. Centerfire had them on sale. They're they're uh I think they came from uh oh who the one that was actually Palmetto wasn't it? What's that? It was a big it was a big name. Um mm-hmm. yeah, that actually Palmetto bought them out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, We've got someone from how, the that, Philippines that's joining us. Got to, that's how Palmetto got into the AK game real quick. Mm-hmm. We can't um, talk about that. <laughs> Um, Palmetto doesn't want anybody knowing about what they've been I've, doing. I've heard both sides. And yeah. There's a, you know, it's like good, as I say, good people get into bad fights when expectations aren't clear. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, anyways, these receivers came out of that deal. So, um, oh, okay. That Centerfire bought. So, okay. Um, oh, so maybe, maybe build a side folder like you saw with a triangle side folder or maybe a Groza. Mm, mm, mm. mm, more. Damn it! Uh, now I gotta go triangle. buy one, don't I? A proper can, can, Is it possible to make a triangle side folder comfortable? What I'm are just you talking ask, about? I'm just asking. I'm just asking the yeah. questions for the people here. That is the best yeah. stock option, and it is super comfortable. Whoever said that, uh, I will slap you down. Who said that? Okay. We, I mean, we can we can hang out in AK Purist pretend land, or we can be real. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean. There's there's no reason why it couldn't be right. You just I mean the the problem is your 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 engagement is limited. And then Hank, to your the other issue with the AK right is you've got and it is getting more standardized right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know you can make a product that works on some AKs, which is you're making a product for a niche market. Yeah. And that was our issue with the five five six AK mags is even if you made one, it's not going to fit all the five five six out there which is very few so mm-hmm. you know it's hard not to limit your market but I, I i think you know i haven't done the full validation but you know what i've seen out of palmetto and so forth a lot of people are moving to the you know bulgarian slash kind of romanian spec but brandon would probably know more about that topic than mm-hmm. i would at this point 4.5 millimeter and five millimeter something like that the pin diameters and there's some little variations mm-hmm. in the triangle side folders yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everyone out there. I see we've got someone from the Philippines joining us. We had someone earlier from Japan. Smash the thumbs ups, please. We appreciate all of that. We should probably start wrapping it up. We're over the 9 o'clock hour here. Yeah, that went by really fast. Yeah, we definitely have to get Jeremy from X-Tech back on here again so we can uh, get into this. And, of course, you know, you're invited to come down here and shoot some guns with us. I'm going to come out your way as well at some point here, so... Um, let's see, how should we do this? Let's, uh, first let's have Jeremy tell the folks out there, um, if they want to communicate with you, ask you more questions, follow up, uh, you know, follow the company, you know, where do they do it? What's your social media, et cetera, that folks can follow. So Instagram at XTech Tactical, um, XTech Tactical on Facebook. And then if you're in the AK groups, I'm personally fairly active in it. So, uh, if you don't see any recent posts, if you just search XTech in like AK 47 and AK 47 group and a lot of the others, uh, Mm-hmm. You'll find me personally and um, always down to answer questions. And, you know, I, I do my best, right, to to keep up with everything. It is kind of uh, a lot. But, um, but yeah, if I don't respond back to you um, on the personal account, just, you know, follow up, ping me again a couple days later. I'll definitely get back to you. I love – we started this company for you guys, so uh, we will not ignore you. What unless your... you just keep saying 556 five, mag 47 times in a row after I answer you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, is, uh, what is your personal go-to AK right now? What do you like shooting? You know, I like to keep mixing it up because I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't want to, in, in 
Brandon will laugh. We had this conversation, right? I'm, I'm growing into being an AK guy and that doesn't mean I shoot, I don't shoot a ton of AKs, but I'm always switching it up. Um, you know, um, I've had a, a couple good builds from small builders here in, in Arizona, um, that I've really enjoyed. Um, Brandon's whipped me something up, uh, shortly in the near future. I've got a oh. PSA AK coming and a Riley AK coming, um, <laughs> that I should have in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, people ask me all the time, what is the, what options do I have? And I'm not going to recommend something until I shoot it myself and have my mm-hmm. team shoot it. Yeah. So that's your question. The one I'm having the most fun with right now, um, is, is probably a, a Polish build that someone did as a, as a gesture of appreciation. Um, we kind of help as many small companies as we can as our booth that shot as Hank saw, we have a wall of AKs from a lot of different builders from our finance to Krebs to a lot of smaller guys too, that we try and support in our little 10 by 10 booth. And, uh, so Imperial Arms built me a pretty cool little AK. Um, it was my birth year, and it was just a, a really cool, cool gesture. So some real person behind it, so I dig it. Yeah, That's really awesome. Cool. And don't let Brandon convince you to put a tattoo on your batukas. I, I think Brandon knows me well enough. Uh, I'm yeah. not the, uh, you know, I may seem like a crazy guy, but I'm, I'm not the uh, yeah. impromptu. Everything right. I do is pretty well thought out. Yeah. Walter, <laughs> this is a real thing. This is a real thing. If people tattoo oh, yeah. their butts with uh, Brandon's logo, they get guns. So, I was there. Yes. I was. If you didn't know, I was also the one that texted Brandon sometime around 1 to 3 a.m. this local time and coordinated mm-hmm. the Kit Cope fight. So uh, <laughs> that wow. was... Uh, okay okay i don't well, know if you saw that no but brandon no. got choked out at uh, oh. flash bash he made a video uh, oh champion and multiple time world champion kickboxer um oh. against brandon <laughs> oh okay i'm gonna have to look into that uh by the way shout out to john Voorhees. he wanted to shout out walter how can the folks out there uh keep up with you follow you in your adventure making mini bikes instead of guns um <laughs> uh, how can they? That, that could, that, I, I don't have to be here. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. I appreciate, I'm just teasing Walter, you. Walter, when I come I'm down, we're going to spend a whole day on mini bikes, and I will I will smile the whole time. We'll shoot yeah. AKs off mini bikes. How about that? And make a video. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, I'm just teasing you, Walter. So how can the people follow you and keep up with your well, adventures? Because I know you're not going to probably be here for the rest of the week. Nope, nope. I'm going to be uh, actually uh, uh, over the weekend here. I'll be at the uh, the military vehicle rally in Mount Dora at Renegar's Flea Market. The uh, the Florida clubs having their their rally. There's going to be lots of tanks actually, and there's going to be some helicopters there giving doing rides, plus a bunch of di- different vehicles and stuff like that. So, anyways, um, you can follow uh, us. What I'm sorry, Walter. What days and what times for the military? Uh, that starts on Friday. The I believe that Friday is the 21st. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. But Friday and Saturday are the two main days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, starts in the morning, runs all day. There'll be reenactors. Uh, they've been digging trenches and bunkers and for the reenactors. And there's going to be tanks and, and more Germans than than they normally have. Because usually, like, the Germans are outnumbered. The poor Nobody. Germans, they get yeah. slaughtered every time. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be the Germans. <laughs> the Germans, always, they, always get, uh, they always get all killed. But, yeah. um. I know. Uh, but anyways, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Safety Air Firearms, you can f- YouTube, Safety Air Firearms. Like I said, there's dirt, dirt foot racing now on Safety Air uh, on uh, YouTube and Instagram. I've been posting mostly on, mostly on Instagram lately here, but that. But um, there's Sten Parts. If you want to buy some Sten Parts, you can go to Safety Air Firearms website, dot um, com kind of thing. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Very cool. And last but not least, Babyface P. 
how can the folks keep up with you? Uh, what projects do you have coming up on the YouTubes here? Uh, Colt went live yesterday. I think next week we're, I'm going to show you how to take down and put uh, rebuild a Hudson H9 into the aluminum frame. And then after that, maybe the Glock 44. Um, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff going on. We were shooting the, we were shooting the aluminum frame gun over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't bad at all. No. Yeah, no. yeah. Remember, yeah, we were shooting that. That was, yeah, it's a cool gun. All right. Can you play taps as you mention the word Hudson? Is that a thing? Oh, <laughs> see, I don't have taps in my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't have taps in my little sound effects thing out there. Unfortunately, not. Yeah. Um, all right. So listen, we uh, we will follow back up with uh, Jeremy from X Tech, of course, and um, you know, thanks to everyone for joining us, Walter. I know you've got a lot of stuff going on uh, at the shop. Thanks for coming in, Babyface P as well, doing double duty here. It's great having you on, Jeremy. I hope you had a good time. My pleasure, man. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We'll definitely get you back in here again. Um, you obviously have no issues uh, getting down, man, and talking about anything. Yeah, that's cool. I, you know, I appreciate that. Some insight to what's going on out there. All right, I'm going to drop the end right now real quick for everyone. Make sure you guys go to Hank strange.com that's where you'll find all our deals uh lola's deals has that daily deals etc you'll find how to support us and all the different things you could do to follow us etc hankstrange.com that's the place to do it thanks so much to everyone thanks to harry's holsters for having our back i think if you use the code uh hank strange gets you 10 percent off at harry's holsters and we are out of here i will see you tomorrow any final words from anyone with final words nothing to say Bullpup AKs for everybody. Five four five is best caliber. Integrally suppressed five four five bullpup AKs. We're out. Oh, <laughs> nice meeting y'all. See you guys. Peace.